From downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have Phil Arona here from Super GG Radio to talk with us about Shin Megami Tensei 3, which I have. And we're going to talk about the Monster Hunter update and Subnautica and just die already. Water, water everywhere and no synthetic meat. I never have to think about storage again. Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 272, your place for total independence with no video game company telling us what to do or whatever. <laughs> We're here to uh, here to tell you about games and news and stuff like that. We are your host. I'm Trey Rage Raid Johnson. I'm Jeremy Party of Four Mikowski. I'm John Old Man Knitter. And we have special guests this week. I'm Phil, a.k.a. Philosophy. From uh, Super GG Radio. What's up, man? Me- or as I as yeah, I put a note on. to myself, uh, meowdy do to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you guys didn't watch the Monster Hunter thing, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But there's a there's a cat character from Monster Hunter stories that says meowdy do. That's how they introduce people. So or how they say hello to people. So we had to had to have that in here because it's stupid and awesome at the same time. <laughs> nice to nice to see you again. It's it's been a while. You you were on the show before to talk to us about the Shin Megami Tensei series and all that stuff. And since then, I've bought I bought Shin Megami Tensei four on the 3DS. I ended up I tried to buy Shin Megami Tensei one on Super Nintendo, but I accidentally got Megami Tensei one and two on Super Nintendo. Ooh. So I've been playing around with both of those somewhat. And of course, I bought Shin Megami Tensei three Nocturne HD Remaster. For probably way too much money, but we'll talk about that <laughs> later. It was the purpose of it. I mean, I just had to have it, had to be had. So, is there anything you want to talk about before we get into that? Uh, oh. Did you enjoy Shimagami Tensei Four? What'd you uh, think? I did. I liked Four. Yeah. Have you? Did you play the 3DS ones? I don't remember if you said. Yeah, I borrowed uh, uh, my brother Alex's uh, 3DS specifically to buy uh, Shimagami Tensei Four and, and play it on that platform because I didn't have a 3DS. Okay. Yeah, no, I liked what I played of it. I only played, I mean, I only played like six or seven hours of, of the game. That's that's what sucks about, a, I mean, I like the 3DS, but I just would rather play stuff on the Switch and on my TV than, than that. And I'm not really, I'm not really traveling anywhere right now. So I don't really, that's the problem. I just don't like playing stuff on my 3DS, even though it's a great, it's a great system, but you know, I'd rather play stuff on a TV. So that's my yeah. problem. If they, if only they would re-release Shin Megami Tensei 4 on Switch and I wish they would do both. They do Shin Megami Tensei 4 and, and 4 Apocalypse on Switch. I would buy both of them. Then, then I could play them on the TV and everything would be great. And I wouldn't have to There's still time. It. Yeah. I'm wondering. I thought maybe they might after. I mean, if this one's successful enough, why not? Why not? I mean, there's like, there's like fucking 20 of them on 3D. There's like, they have so many Shin Megami Tensei you know, spinoff or whatever shit on there. They, they, had a, they had a sale like a couple weeks ago where like everything was on sale. So I bought, a, I bought four for $10 for nine ninety nine. 
And nice. I also bought Soul Hackers, which I still haven't played yet. But it was because it's because it was a Dreamcast, right? Or no, no, it wasn't Dreamcast. It was a Saturn. It was a Sega Saturn game that was re-released, or Correct. I think was oh, was released the first time on 3DS and was never released in America. One of those things. So that's why I was why I was intrigued by it. But the time I spent the most, of course, the one I spent the most time on is Shin Megami Tensei Three, which we'll, which we'll talk about. But the Famicom one is actually not that bad. I actually got into it. I was going to try to stream it this weekend, but. I would just, you know, it's just basically like, you know, dungeon crawler stuff, and I kind of just ran around and figured it out, and and it's and it's a little bit nicer than some of the other ones because when you die, you can automatically come back to life, which you can do in the in Shin Megami Tensei Four also, but it'll cost you like money and uh, money and or uh, play coins, which I had like six hundred play coins, so I was able to just pay that every time I died, so it's pretty cool. What have you been up to since we talked to you last? Oh man, it's been busy. I've been just uh, trying to get through COVID, uh, you know, as we all have. You know, my wife works in the medical industry. I work in the medical technology uh, industry, and things have been crazy for both of us. And um, you know, we've had family come and go who stayed with us during COVID, and then um, after that, uh, we. This is the room that they're actually in. I got to turn it into now a work office since I'm working from home. Um, now I have a proper office, which is nice. Uh, put up some fr- lovely French doors. I got I still got to repaint this wall. But anyway, I took in another uh, foster child. Uh, she's eight months. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She's 10 months old. And then I also have an eight-month-old child. So, And then my four-year-old, my four soon-to-be five-year-old and my uh, seven-year-old. So, yeah, it's been wow. pretty busy around here. Time for gaming has been at a premium. Uh, we've been uh, doing a lot of baseball. It's baseball season. So I got one in baseball, one in T-ball. Um, and then when they're not doing that, the Switch has pretty much been dominated by my kids and my Xbox One. So it's hard for me to get some gaming time in. So a lot of my stuff's been uh, PC and mobile, but I've been trying to get in stuff here and there where I can. Also trying to do some more uh, more ambitious projects with Super GG Radio. Uh, we got a lot of stuff that's currently in the pipes. Uh, I've still been doing reviews, and uh, we're trying to get into doing um, some more uh, recordings. We've been recording our uh, podcasts live and broadcasting those on Twitch. Uh, I've been managing the uh, Super GG Radio Instagram account, and then we're also looking to do uh, some more uh, video features. So we've just been working on that, and you know, I've been trying to uh, you know, do do what I can where I can, just because it's been so busy and you know juggling four kids and baseball and work and it's just uh, crazy. So, um, and you still found time to come to, to come guests on our show. Yeah, we really appreciate Thanks. it. We yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you said, hey, would you like to be on? I said, sure, and here I am. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted mm-hmm. to. I mean, whenever we get to that, I wanted to tell you how I felt about Shin Megami Tensei, and I figured you could enlighten me since you've played it a lot more than I have. Oh, of course and all that stuff but yeah no i saw you guys were doing a you've been recording like some of the playthroughs of the demos that you guys do right isn't that what you're doing yeah. what you're doing on youtube right yeah now? the beta breakdowns that we've been uh doing uh, i i did uh, the intro music for some of that and some of the other features we do and i've been uh composing some of the music for that nice and then uh we have uh joel doing the the video stuff we we learned a lot from working with uh some of the guys from npr and uh, some of the other groups that we've been doing a lot of work with and especially with uh nintendo world report we've also been working with as well um i did a, a couple of switch reviews for them as well so you know we've been uh, collaborating with as many people as possible so like i said when you said hey you want to come in uh guest on the show i said absolutely you know and the same extended to you guys you know uh if we feel like we we, we want a nintendo uh expert you know we'll grab grab a couple of you guys and throw you on the show sometime you know 
For sure, yeah. I'm I'm available. I need to. I haven't guessed it on a show in a while. I need to get out there and start bugging people. Well, I'm gonna make sure I, I can haven't, uh, haven't been try to change that. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was on another podcast. I'm like, I need to. I need to start shaking people up on Twitter and try to. Get I'll myself, work on that. Try to get so. myself on some shows, but right. I was say the last thing I wanted to mention is I just finished Castlevania Four, uh, Castlevania Season Four on Netflix. But it was awesome. Oh yeah, great way to end the series. I only watched the first season and then I just stopped watching it. I it fell was off. Season yeah, first, yeah, season. Yeah. season three, season three episodes. Off, yeah. And and it's like so short too. I just I don't really I just don't really watch TV that much without because most of the time when I watch something I watch it with my wife and whenever I have my own time I watch I either watch wrestling or play video games. That's about. How many episodes is it total? The whole series. Uh, so season one is like I want to say like three episodes. It was a teaser. Then episodes uh, two, three, and four are about ten episodes apiece. According to uh, IMDb, there are thirty-two episodes total. Yep, that's about right. Okay, it, so that's like a long weekend. I mean, and 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 not and don't forget. I mean, they're they're twenty. They're like twenty-minute episodes. So I mean, yeah, twenty to thirty minutes, depending. Yeah, so uh, so like one, let's say like season four would take you like I don't know, like five hours about to watch the whole way through. Yeah, if you wanted to, so it's worth it. I mean, yeah. they actually they brought the series to a close. It was a good story. They you know they mixed the uh, the lore from a couple of the games together, and they're supposed to do a spinoff series. I don't know, sometime soon, but I mean they put a definitive cap on this one. Yeah. I, uh, we, we did this Patreon episode where we talked about our least favorite video game movies. So I watched a whole bunch of video game movies that I vowed to never watch for that particular episode. And I've kind of like, I absolutely have probably about negative 50% interest in any video game adaptation ever again, to ever watch again. So, uh, that's about how, so like Castlevania. For a while there, you were saying you were done with movies completely. I was, I was, I was throwing <laughs> it all out. Poor I was man. like, fuck every sort of whatever. No, I, uh. Yeah, it's just a. I watched like what was it? I watched some because they put all those YouTube Mortal Kombat show stuff on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and I put it on one time when I was eating, and I watched like I watched like thirty seconds of it, and I'm like, nope, I can't watch any of this. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. So I have yet to watch any video game stuff since uh, since all of that sh- shit. But that's it's just whenever I see the Castlevania stuff, it makes me it reminds me of that, and I'm like, hmm. No. Now this was actually quality, you know. <laughs> yeah. and do yourself a favor, check out the uh, YouTube Mega Man video. That's actually kind of entertaining. Just what Mega Man video? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot uh, of them. I mean, there, I'm sorry. There's a Mega Man movie, like a, an amateur film that was actually like. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, oh, like a fan it's, film. Yeah, it's something like an hour long, and I'm like, this is actually isn't bad. Like the acting is all right, but the effects are actually kind of cool for something that was you know made by a, an amateur filmmaker. And I'm like, this is better than half of UA Bowles films <laughs> that have been made out there. And I was sure, going to say, yeah. you poor man, you must have watched a lot of UA Bowl films. Actually, I only watched one. I watched. Uh, I, I made it. I made a point to be like, I'm going to watch. I'm basically going to watch these movies that are of stuff that I care about that I've never watched because I knew they were bad. So I just watched like. I did watch House of the Dead. That was that was Uwe Boll, you know, and I thought that one was okay. I guess I mean they're all stupid, but I mean yeah. the last half of it was entertaining enough, and it was had some good like squib special effects stuff. But I mean most of them were just garbage. But it's like I actually really liked Blood Rain, or you know maybe it was because I had just watched <laughs> to- Tomb Raider the night before, but yeah, like the the Lara Croft one. Or I'm sorry, of course it's Lara Croft, the Angelina Jolie one, <laughs> as opposed to um, the. Uh, to the naked that movie Nathan just Drake, so uh, terrible Tomb Raider. That Blood Rain seemed like Lord of the Rings by comparison. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, on the subject of Mega Man, uh, 
Have you ever listened to uh, the Proto Men? You ever heard of that band before? No, I have not. They're uh, if you like Mega Man, I highly recommend listening to them because they're amazing. Because they're awesome. Yeah, they're like this. Uh, they're like this opera, this like rock opera that sings about Mega Man and Proto Man and all that stuff. And and I was I was like, if anybody ever had the money to make a Mega Man movie, if I had the money to make a Mega Man movie, I would give it to them and say like, here, you write a movie, and we'll make a movie like with your music. We'll make it this musical, like this crazy rock yeah, opera. And it, musical, yeah. and it would have been like the greatest movie of all time because those first couple albums, I've only heard the first two albums that they did, but they were so good. Like I was so in love with it, and I didn't even really care that much about Mega Man. But after I listened to their to like their rendition of. That you know their own like it's basically like their own head canon of what happened in like Mega Man one two and three, it's just fucking fantastic. Like they create this whole world about like how like uh, Doctor Light created Proto Man first to go against the robots and he was destroyed and and he and he died and then Mega Man was created later and then and then Proto Man comes back later and he didn't actually die. He actually joined the robots because the humans were wrong and like there's all this like it's awesome. They just like they they got so much more out of Mega Man three than I ever did. But it's just, uh, it's fantastic. And if I, I say, there? I don't think they talk about the dog. I mean, they, uh, it's only bad. really about Mega Man 1, 2, and 3. And they talk, like, they mention the robots in one of the songs, but it's mostly about, it's mostly about, like, Dr. Light and, and, uh, and Dr. Wily and, uh, and, like, the two robots and, like, and Proto Man and Mega Man. But it's still, like, incredibly epic and it's just great. The best <laughs> Mega uh, Man song I've heard aside from Proto Man is, uh, by Horse the Band. It's just called Cutsman. It's, it's awesome. They're like uh, Nintendo Core. They're like uh, chiptune, screamy. It's fun stuff. But yeah, uh, I met this guy in Portland. Or was it Portland? No, it was Bellingham, Washington. I went there with work several years ago. And this was this guy's favorite band. I just remember. Because I'd heard of Proto Men, but this person like had been in like dozen of their shows and like traveled around to see them. It was just like. And then on this album, they said that, you know what I mean? Like, there's some, there's some pretty big fans out there of that band. Oh yeah, no, no, they're awesome. Like I think I heard, I forget how I heard about it. I think I heard about it through Gabe actually from Northwestern Indiana. But I ended up going to a show of theirs in Pilsen, and I yeah, I I fell in love, and I listened to their album like over and over and over again for like a week there after after I after I got it. But yeah, total side note there. But yeah, Proto Men, it's cool, and that's my thoughts on Mega Man being a movie. I always thought they they could write a kick-ass thing. Uh, what else? What else have you been playing? That's not a. That's not our main topic here. So for games, as far as uh, games that I've been playing, because well, mostly my Switch and uh, Xbox, and because I do everything for Super GG Radio as far as games are concerned. But, sure. Um, you know, uh, you know, I've been playing uh, some games for mobile. Uh, Baseball Superstars 2021 uh, came out a couple months ago, and I absolutely loved uh, Baseball Superstars 2013. It's a very fun and addictive game. Dirt 5 uh, on Xbox One, when I can actually get on the the darn thing, you know, get on the TV, has been a lot of fun. As far as Nintendo-specific type stuff, uh, Saviors of Sapphire Wings, uh, I reviewed that for Nintendo World Report, and I, I got a copy of it. I've been playing that. And uh, Savior Sapphire Wings is very first-person dungeon crawler, uh, very similar to uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 in, mm. in that aspect, um, or the series in general. And it's a lot of fun. It's, a, it's great, fantastic art, great sound, uh, great sound work, uh, just a good uh, dungeon crawling RPG, you know, item system, magic management, all that kind of stuff. And 
It was actually a two-pack because there was another one too. It was like Retor- uh, was it Return to Sword City or something like that. I haven't played much of that one yet, but uh, Savior of Sapphire Wings is one that I've been uh, trying to dig into whenever I can tear the switch out of my son's hands. You, and then, you, need, uh, you need more switches. You got to get some. Got to get some lights or something for the, for the kids, yeah. right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then um, I was playing. Uh, oh, I just downloaded uh, earlier, like in the week i played uh knockout city yeah i saw that i wanted to i wanted to talk to you about that i mean well i i played the demo of it a while back mm-hmm. but i haven't played it because now it's like officially out and yeah. i know i know they did like a free like a week a week demo thing and i think it's as low as like ten dollars to actually buy it to play it like as the mm-hmm. as like a regular thing but people seem to really like it and it's uh it looks great i'm just uh i'm not that much of an online multiplayer guy so uh, it depends for me because you know like uh me and my son I, I we played through dauntless he loves dauntless you know very similar to uh mm-hmm. the monster hunter and you know a little less realistic and but he he's actually pretty darn good at it i mean he's seven and he's just he plays the heck out of it and then um but i mean this game is uh knockout city basically is like Fortnite but dodgeball mm-hmm but no building. You don't have to build anything. Right, right, right. But it's got that look and feel, and even the physics feel very, very similar. Mm-hmm. But, you you know, you're picking up a dodgeball, and you're slamming it into someone's face, and then running away, and then, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's I mean, pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I liked what I played of it. I just uh, I just haven't played it because I've been playing other stuff this week. But I was like, I was like, yeah. yeah, it's not that much. I mean, it's it looks like the lowest way to get in is like nine ninety nine. So, And there's right. different levels, of course, that you, you get different things for different bonus stuff but i think the lowest amount you have to pay to get full access of it is is ten dollars so that's not that 99 9.99 for a season right or is it a season pass or is it for the whole game because i saw like i don't don't know i don't know exactly how it works i'm not i'm not one to ask on that but i just saw it on the e-shop as 9.99 for like to get you to get you on the actual game because i don't think i don't think it's fully free to play i think it was just a free trial I mean, I downloaded it. It didn't say anything about it. I just, uh, I, I played, I did play the free, the free demo, and then I saw it and I downloaded what was on the Nintendo Shop now, because I, I think it changed. So, um, I'm gonna dig into that. But yeah, I played the the demo too. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I, I doubt that it's like you pay it and then you can't play it anymore. Like that doesn't sound doesn't doesn't sound right to me because I just did a random search on Knockout City price right now and it's saying 19.99. But mm-hmm. I did see, but I did see a version that was nine ninety nine on on the eShop. So, so yeah, I don't they know. probably have the season pass thing. I'm going to dig more into that. Um, and then uh, Unbeatable White Label by D Cell Games. That's uh, PC and uh, well, PC uh, Steam. That's uh, kind of like a beat 'em up side scroller beat 'em up, but it's a rhythm game, and it's very kind of reminiscent in art style to like uh, and music style uh, of. Um, uh, the Scott Pilgrim series. You ever see the movie? Which, which one? Oh, yeah. Which what one is movie? that? Uh, Scott Pilgrim. That's the. No, I know. I, I know. I know Scott Pilgrim. But what, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, the what's well, called Unbeatable White Label. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's and it's a beat 'em up. Yeah, it's a beat 'em up, but it's also a rhythm game. It's kind of a weird mishmash, but it's it's a fun game. Very difficult too. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't heard of that one yet. Yeah, that one's still in. I think it's still in beta. Oh, okay. Yeah, out, yeah, yeah. You guys you guys play a lot of stuff before. Yeah, before it comes around. 
that's our deal. That's what we do. But is it? But it's a. It's worthy of you say it. It's similar to the Scott Pilgrim because that one's pretty high up there as far as like beat 'em ups go. I think. Well, I mean, as far I mean, as far as beat 'em ups, it's not the same uh, as as Scott Pilgrim the game, but like the way the art style, it looks very similar. But the music is very much like uh, it's like a very garage band, uh, you know, type rock that you that they played in the movie. Got it. Oh, okay. So it's got that feel. Sure, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it beat him up rhythm game. That's something I haven't played before. So that Me could, either to that point. <laughs> for sure. And, but yeah, my pick for the week, though, uh, for games that I've been playing is still uh, Saviors on Sapphire Wings. Um, like, I love dungeon crawlers, and this, so far, this has been uh, the best one I've played uh, on Switch. Oh, okay. Really, cool title. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know I don't know how many uh, dungeon crawlers I've actually played on Switch, but uh, yeah, looks... If that's saying that's the best one, then there you go. As far as first person stuff goes, we're all right. If, if that's what you've been playing, we might we could just jump right into uh, Shin Megami Tensei three then. Have you have you been able to look at any of the? I, I know you haven't played the Switch version yet, right? But you but you played all of the PlayStation Two stuff and all that, right? Yeah, and I've been looking at some of the comparisons between the, the original version and the remaster, and it, uh, there's a lot there, you know. And they also came out on PS4, but uh, you know, as we're focusing on the Switch version, it, it plays very similar from what I can see. Sure. I um now uh, the first night that I streamed it because I ended up getting the deluxe version which came out like four days before the other version, I think. So so I ended up paying like the full $70 for it. I feel kind of stupid about it. But at the same time, I really wanted to play it. So whatever. So I went for the whole thing so I could play it ahead of time. And I thought it was going to... It was actually uh, advertised wrongly in the eShop because it was supposed to be available on the 20th. And it actually wasn't available till the 21st. So it was even like another thing where it's like, uh, like stabbing me in that way. But I, I find it really annoying, and it's also kind of unfair to fans. Like, And they've been doing this. There's a few games. I think they're all Atlas games, actually, where they do this thing where there's like the deluxe version that releases like five to seven days before the other version, and it's like 20 days. They did the same exact thing with uh, with the um, Persona Strikers game, yeah. where, where like if you paid extra, you got it a week ahead of time. And I think that's completely unfair, even though I fell for it. But it, it just sucks. Like if you really – if you're waiting for a game to come out – and you don't want to wait like an extra week, you know, it's, it's just, I, I feel like it's kind of mean to, to fans to, to do that, but that's, that's all on the company, you know, but I'd say unless it came with um, like, if it was a physical game, maybe if it came with like some kind of rewards or something yeah. and that was your reward for investing in the physical edition. But I mean, yeah, you, to me, yeah. it's like a di- just to pay 10 extra dollars just to play it digitally a few days early. It does seem kind of cheap. I mean, you do actually get stuff with it. You're getting, you're getting $25 worth of DLC so you're like saving five dollars or whatever, you know, because it's twenty dollars extra above the regular price, and you're still oh, it's getting twenty more. Yeah, so the regular price is fifty dollars for uh, Shin Megami Tensei, and it came out on Tuesday, but I got it on Friday of last week, 
and it's and you and it comes with a comes with three different DLCs. It comes with the Dante thing, which is paid DLC, which is weird, you know, because mm-hmm. that was in the that was in the second release of it, right? The Maniacs mode that you have. Yeah, that yeah. was the yeah, the re the re release. Yeah, so that's in there, and you got to pay for that. Also, this is another thing that I find really weird in the in the. Uh, in the deluxe version, you get an extra music pack, so you can listen to music from the other Shin Megami Tensei games, but only on the world map, only in one part, which kind of sucks. So the the part the part of the game that you spend the least amount of time doing is the part that you get to change the music on, because I spend much more time in the dungeons than I do on the actual world map. So it doesn't really. I mean, as cool as it is, I love like rocking out to the Shin Megami Tensei One, like battle song and all that. But I mean, it it only works on the world map and where I'm at, I actually haven't been on the map for that long. Like maybe for, I don't know, 15 minutes at a time or something like that. Not the amount of hours that you spend in a dungeon, you know, where you should be able to change the music there. And that's kind of what concerns me about uh, Atlas lately. Those kinds of things, you know, that's seems very Capcom ish, what they've been doing with some of their releases of street fighter and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, the fact that they kind of shoehorned, you know, all the you know the original music into an area that you don't spend a whole lot of time just really feels like an afterthought. Yeah, it's really it's really weird because I was because you know I I'm I'm like okay well you get this extra music pack with more music and I'm like that's great I love video game music I love having more music in here mm-hmm. but yeah I didn't know it I didn't know that it was only on the world map until I already bought the game and then I'm like okay well this kind of sucks <laughs> you know it's fun when I'm out there but I'm not out there that much so it's like I mean it would have been cool if you could change the battle music to something like from Persona three or four. In yeah. The battles. Yeah. There's no Persona stuff either. It's just uh, it's just Shin Megami Tensei one and two, the Super Nintendo ones or the Super Famicom ones, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, Shin Megami Tensei four on 3DS. You can change it to the battle music from that, or you can change it to Shin Megami Tensei four Apocalypse from 3DS. Okay. So that's basically, and it's only for the world map and the battle music in the world map. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And I, I've also seen a lot of people complaining about the music because it does feel a little muffled on this version, on the uh, re-release version. Yeah, so I did some research, and it just sounds like they repackaged the compressed audio from the PS2 version because uh-huh. they had to compress the hell out of it to make it fit on a CD, and they didn't bother to remaster any of it. That's just that's just a shame. Yeah, because it seems a little. I mean, the music's fine. Like some of it, some of the battle music can get a little annoying after a while, like because it's kind mm-hmm. of the same song most of the time. So I mean, it's so sometimes I just listen to podcasts while I'm playing it and don't listen to the music. But some of the music is. You know, it was all right. I don't know. It's kind of all over the place. It's not really, it's not, I mean, it's obviously not going to be persona level. You know, it's not like that level of, of amazing genius, but I don't know. I think some, I think some of the music in the cities are okay, but that's that. When I watched you play, I thought there was, I thought it was just your stream that made the music sound the way it did. Oh no, that's the way it sounds. It's like, oh, there's just some audio issues, even though <laughs> your voice was clear. I yeah. did see the, uh, I think you, the person said they were from Argentina, the person that was giving you like crazy amounts of advice. Oh yeah. That, that guy, that guy was almost like making me nervous because he's like, he's, I mean, he was obviously like, a huge, he's like, don't do that. Or he, that kind of thing. Like, Oh, you don't want to do that. He uh, was a huge <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei fan. And yeah, he told me that he had played it through like every ending and he had maxed out all of the characters and he had played the game for over 400 hours and like still had the save and put it on his computer and like all this stuff. And, yeah, and he was all like, oh, you know, this you'll get this because of the time of day and the moon phase. And he's just throwing all this shit at me, which I learned later, you know, from playing the game. Yep. But, like, having it all thrown at you, and, like, when you first start the game, is almost like, little... it's like Monster Hunter Rise level, <laughs> it you was know, almost of, of like ridiculousness, where it's like, here's they were 100 copying, systems. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're like copy and pasting like game facts into the browser or something. Yeah. It seemed. But they were, I don't know, they were keeping it pretty yeah. conversational. I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I mean, I liked having them there, like hanging out with me and giving yeah. me advice on the game, but it was also kind of like, it also made me a little bit nervous where I was like, I was like, okay, I need to play this by myself just so I can like make this my own game and just like kind of just do shit. I just need, Cause I, like, I, I just probably f- don't. I just want to fuck around. I don't want to like you were try being to get. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. someone watching you. They were like watching you. Yeah, I like he was a bit of a backseat gamer. Oh, he was it totally seems... backseating big time. I was I was cracking up. I was laughing my, <laughs> yeah. my ass off while I was watching because I was like I, I kind of wanted to like throw like some stuff in there like make a little wisecrack here and there, but I'm like I don't know because this the tone of the stream is very serious right now. So. I'm just gonna <laughs> Well, you got way. you got i guess so this game you know it has a cult following people I mean, are really series. yeah people are really passionate about it i mean it's saying nothing against so, yeah. i mean he he followed me and all that i haven't seen him because i streamed it two other times and he hasn't been back ever since the first oh, one. Oh, i but, thought it was great but i mean i, I liked having him watch you know I, you know as like we get like no i get like no viewers so any viewers that i get is fine but we uh, had people <laughs> playing monster hunter with us from the stream too yeah last week but um, it, it was kind of funny because he he did kind of like he was kind of shitty to Jeremy on there because Jeremy because because I ran into like the Frost you know the you know the guy who's like the I forget what the fuck he's called but you know Jack you, Frost Jack Frost yeah, yeah. I ran mm-hmm. into Jack Frost and Jeremy's like oh that's the guy from the Virtual Boy game and he's <laughs> and he's like oh that guy means nothing you just use him to fuse to other stuff like, he's just a pet <laughs> yeah he, he he like automatically jumped jumped down on Jack Frost and I'm like all right okay dude. He is the series. He's kind of the Just opportunity mascot. to jump down on the virtual boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But instead, just, yeah. Just, just Jack. One of the Jack brothers sucks. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen, I, I saw Jack Frost on, like, uh, vending machines in Japan. Like, I've seen, you know, he was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm aware with that. You know, I know that. Per, and Jack Frost is in Persona also. So, I mean, you've seen, you know, you, yeah. you see a lot of the same demons and stuff across across the games. But Yep. But no, I, I really, aside from all of the nitpicky stuff about the compressed audio and all that stuff, I do really like the game. It's kind of weird for me because uh, a lot of people, and, and maybe this, maybe I'm just not that far into it, but everybody keeps talking about how it's like this really hard game and I haven't really had that much trouble with it. But I, uh, but it's going to be getting, get hard, getting hard later, I'm sure, right? Because <laughs> uh, Well, yeah. uh, so I know that the Nintendo version... Uh, they have uh, the multiple difficulties, the easy, the normal, and then, you know, what they call difficult. The maniacs, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I haven't played the new one. I'm not sure that the difficult version is as hard as the maniacs version was. Mm. I know that the easy, I did see that the easy version is like ultra easy. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not playing it on easy. I didn't, I didn't want to just because, but also, I mean, I do want to say that I've been playing, I don't know if you've been playing, if you played Bravely Default 2, but I think Bravely no. Default 2 was one of the hardest RPGs that I've played. So I felt like a little bit, like I was kind of like, like I knew, I, like I, I played a hard RPG. Like I knew, I knew what to, I felt like I was better at this game because I've already played Bravely Default. You know, I was like, this game is way harder. Right. Than, than Shin Megami Tensei is, but also, I mean, I, I play RPGs all the time. I'm not an idiot about it. Like I buff, you know, I buff my guys. I, I heal everybody. I always have heal spells on my characters that I have. Like I'm like almost level 40 now. Like so, it's you know, I, I grind and make my, make my guys stronger. And like I, you know, I, I keep around the ones that have better moves. And I fuse all the time. Like I fused guys that I hadn't even seen yet. There were higher mm-hmm. levels, and so I mean. I feel like I've been keeping my party pretty pretty tight. Like so, they're they're pretty pretty strong. Like I haven't really had any t- troubles with any of the bosses, even like the optional fiends and stuff. Like I just beat the uh, Ghost Rider guy, the Hell Rider, yep. and I didn't even have that much trouble with that. So right, 
Yeah, I played I played normal on Maniacs, and I had to go through him twice before I beat him. But that that's what you, what you're doing. That's key. I mean, a lot of people who play like these RPG games don't really bother with buffs, you know, uh, and debuffs because you know in, in some some games they really don't make too much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But in Shimagami Tensai, that can make the battle. Oh yeah, especially especially if you have somebody who constantly buffs themselves, you got to debuff them. And you know, keep your guys on you know, defense up because sometimes you know the enemy could have just you know one move that could wipe out half your party, and it's it's really important to keep those uh, those stats up and those uh, especially uh, guys who are elemental specific, and you got to keep a diverse party on you. Yeah, that's another thing. I've made sure that I have that I have like the magic, like all the different moves of all the different like because I have like a I have like a like electricity spell, like ice spell, fire spell, like. I made sure to keep that I have all the different ones to use, you know, like nerve spells and whatever I can use to like to, uh, you know, get the advantage over the character. Because if you use it, if you use a spell that the that the demons are weak against, then you get to go another turn. So if you if you have enough stuff and you know uh, what the demons weak against, you can actually basically make it to where they never go. They never get a turn because you just keep doing what they're weak against over and over again. So. Uh, listen, that's what, you know, and that's what uh, really comes into the battle strategy of knowing what somebody's weak against. Because if you use the wrong spell on somebody, that's it. Your battle could be over. And like I said, I don't know what the, the difficulty's like on the Switch version, but at least with the Maniacs, I mean, there's an even harder you know, difficulty that you mm-hmm. can go through that is insane. And you got to grind a lot in that game. I mean, even normal mode for the PS2 version. Uh, I remember just a lot of a lot of a lot of grinding and you know trying to get up, uh, you know the the money to spend on items and to pick up other. I was gonna say personas, nope. Uh, you know other demons, demons to yeah, yeah. to um, uh, to fuse to get the stronger guys. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been like I mean, I've been kind of playing it like Pokemon. Like every time I see a new demon, if I can, I try to catch it. Like every time I see a new one, even though you know there's like some that you can't talk to because of their intelligent level being low. Mm-hmm. That's what this guy who was watching me on the stream was telling me about. Like, oh, you can never talk to these guys because their intelligent is messed up. And I and I had just played a I had just played Shin Megami Tensei four. Which in that game, you 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 know, when you get enough levels, you gain the ability to talk to people that you couldn't talk to before. So I thought that was what it was going to be like in this game, but that wasn't the case. So it's like, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, I just the ones that I couldn't talk to, I just ended up fusing them, fusing it to that demon from other from other demons, you know. Right. So, but it's a yeah, it's a, I mean I I like it a lot. It reminds me of a it's you know it's a very dark like horror uh, RPG, which is great because I love horror and I love RPGs. There's a lot of stuff that reminds me of Twin Peaks in there, which is awesome. You know, they got like Black Lodge, uh, red. You know, they got the red drapes and all like the weird uh, otherworldly That's stuff like the in there. Velvet Room, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, Persona, yeah. So I really dig a lot of that. Plus, it reminds me a lot of uh, Killer Seven, which is like another one of my favorite like horror games on GameCube because mm-hmm. it has a it has like um, sound effects that are the same as Killer Seven, and it automatically reminds me of Killer Seven because I loved. I like love the sound design so much of that game because they have like characters that have like this really creepy like whispery ghost voice and stuff like that and yeah and and the voiceover is pretty good on this as well and I've been I've been playing it in Japanese but I did play like the first few hours of it in English and I think it's pretty good like either way but but yeah the story is really interesting like uh, the world is just completely destroyed right at the beginning so you're already in like post-apocalyptic Tokyo but there's all this. You know, there's places that actually exist, like you go to Shibuya and Ginza and like 
I've been past Tokyo Tower and like all these places that actually are in Tokyo. It's just everything's like destroyed and all that stuff. And if we go back to my, our original conversation, we talked about it last time I was on the show and going back to the point, remember when I asked you if you like Pokemon and the occult? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what this game is. It's an occult version of Pokemon. Yeah. And all the themes carry through. I mean, if you've played, you played uh, four and you've played the tense uh, Megami Tensai yeah. uh, and Nocturne, they all have the same themes. The world ends or is about to end and somebody's got to remake the world in one way or another. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, and it feel it felt very familiar from playing those other ones. I've just I played Nocturne the most, I guess, because that's the one that I've had really been looking forward to because that was the Switch one, and I like you know playing stuff on the Switch the most. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's a yeah, it's definitely it. It's not it. It has its it has some of its annoyances of this versus Pokemon. Like Pokemon, you can store like hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon. This one, you can only keep like maybe what like six demons like at the beginning so you gotta be uh you gotta be real careful about it but as you go you get more slots like i think i can carry 10 10 demons right now and i think you can eventually carry like 13 or 15 maybe total is what it looks like from what i've seen on the menu yeah and once you once you like uh fuse them off and you found out there was a one that you really liked and you wanted to get back you could just you can quote unquote buy it again from one of the uh it was like a the demon fusing place you could just buy buy your old guys again Oh, I didn't know that because all it was showing was just uh, was he who I fused or whatever. So, but I, I've just been uh, I, I've tried to make it you know I try to make it to where whatever I'm fusing it to has like a higher has higher hit points and ma- and magic points and and you know you can you can actually choose I don't know if you could do this in the original PlayStation Two one but you can choose a certain amount of skills to take with you yep. from from each of the two demons that you're making into the third one. So if you if you want to like change your guys but you really want these specific spells you can choose what spells you keep. And I think yeah. you, and depending on how much experience you put into each of these demons, like some of them, you can pick like six or seven spells to like carry on to the next one. So it's pretty, so it's pretty cool. You do, you do have a decent amount of uh, freedom in there. And for me, I just basically like catch a, catch a bunch of them until I run out of space. And then I just fuse them to try mm-hmm. to get more, to try to get more spaces. But I mean, the ones that I've been using, I really like, so I don't really want to fuse them into anything else because I like them the way they are. And I didn't mm-hmm. like, and I didn't like the ones that it was showing me as of right now of what to make from them. And so, unless like one of them was like a level 60 one that I couldn't control that looks awesome. But so sometimes so, I just try to level up to that and then make it to the, whatever the other demon was. So question, do you still have your original pixie? Yes. I never, I never fused her. Was okay, I, good. was I supposed to not, I just didn't because no. I found her on the map. Just keep her. Okay. Cause Worth I know, it. well, she, she is a, she has evolved once. Mm-hmm. She evolved to a different, and I know she's going to evolve again because I use that item that'll tell you like whether your character will evolve or whatever. But yeah. it said that well, she won't evolve until way down the line. But no, I, yeah, I was going to ask you, I wasn't going to fuse her just because I considered that she was kind of a main character because she was written into the story and all that. So, mm-hmm. so I never yeah. fused her. The same thing with the original. And I think I alluded to this uh, on our original conversation is uh, when you get that pixie, don't fuse her. Don't, don't sell her off. Just keep her. I mean, I use her in my party. She's in my party all the time because she has the media, the the spell where it heals everybody. So I use she, so I use her for that. Plus, she has some decent buff stuff as well. She has a chance to become pretty special later on in the game, like late in the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't planning on fusing her, so that's good to know. So now I definitely won't fuse her. But yeah, for the most part, I've just I've only I mostly kind of fused the ones that I caught that I didn't really like when I could make them into something better, you know. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've been doing, but. But it's uh yeah it's 
I, I enjoy it. I think it looks really, I think like the smoothing out of it in the HD version makes it look really nice, like the graphics and all that stuff. So that's something I really liked. Oh yeah. And maps. It's nice to have maps again. <laughs> Bravely Default didn't have any maps. Like, and, and this, this is a, such an old dumb thing, but you can just press a button and look at the map. And that helps me a lot for uh, navigating the dungeons and all that stuff. And I watched a lot of reviews of this game, a different, you know, just to see how, what people think about it. It's been positive for the most part. But I was watching uh, this one YouTube channel that I watch, and they were saying that they didn't like that they didn't like the way the dungeons worked and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's one of my favorite things is just going through and finding all the rooms and all the and all the treasures and stuff. Even though I did, a, I don't know if you remember this. I got I got to the prison area where there's like the mirage where you change the where you change the world to where it like flips from one thing to another. That level's kind of annoying because it's really hard to find out where I'm going, and I've been kind of been stuck on that for the past like couple hours so that's what happened to me on that so that, that's where i'm at so I'm, I'm in it about i'm about 21 hours in so far mm-hmm. i've heard okay. it's around like 50 or 60 hours total right i mean for mm-hmm. one of the endings and there's like what seven endings or something like that total uh, i want to say about six endings i think yeah six or seven something like that and there's the and the diamonds are in there when you save and i guess it, that'll show each ending that you get right uh, I didn't see that one. That's at least it wasn't in PS2 that I can remember. Okay. Well, well, this the the remaster version has that. Whenever you save, it has these blank diamonds, and I read that they represent how many times you beat the game. So, like every time you get a different ending, these diamonds will will light up in whatever way. So yeah, I've only done two of the endings. I mean, I've you know cheated and watched the rest, but um, I've done the uh, the true demon ending because I really wanted to do the true demon ending. And then I've done uh, the one where basically I put everything back to normal. Well, the the true ending is where you beat the labyrinth, right? Yeah, it's like basically all you have to do is beat the labyrinth all the way through, which I'm yeah. sure is not an easy task. I went I no. went there just a little bit just to fuck around, and I didn't really find anything too difficult yet. It was all like demons I'd already seen, but I just kind of mm-hmm. walked around a little bit and then walked back because at the time I was cursed and I forgot I was cursed when I went there, so I had to leave and go back and get uncursed mm-hmm. and go do other things, but. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm definitely planning on playing it all the way through. Like I said, I'm into it. I would love to see other Shin Megami Tensei stuff, especially the 3DS ones, make their ways make their way to the Switch. And I know they said that 100% the uh, 5 would be there. Shin Megami Tensei 5 will be on Switch mm-hmm. exclusively whenever they decide to release that. So Good. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, 4, I, I mean, I really liked 4 a lot. I played, I want to say I played about 40 hours of 4. I never actually... Uh, I never got to finish it, but like I got pretty far, and I remember tr- trying to search for um, uh, all the sound clips from uh, Burroughs to see if I could, you know, use it for like navigation or something on my phone. It doesn't work right. <laughs> oh yeah, but I like the idea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I def- I definitely want to play more for it's just like I'd rather I like playing stuff on the TV than than the 3DS. But if I ever work anywhere ever again, I'll I'll, play, I'll take my 3DS with me and, and and play it there. It's it's got a it it's got it's a it's kind of a funny game too. Like it's a, I mean it's like in a weird it's almost like a weird like trauma like uh I don't know like a low budget silly sort of comedy thing. Like there's like one I got this one character because they like the the pixie it said that she had a nice ass and that's and that's why they joined you didn't have to say anything they're just like oh you're cute i'll join you mm-hmm. and there was also this other cool uh callback humor that i liked there was a part because when you go to the uh was when you go to the mantra or what is it the, the mantra headquarters the first time and yep. you get and you get and you get a you get like a kidnapped and they make you fight and, and through that thing you know 
Yeah. You have to do the three rounds. Like before you go in to go fight those guys, you can talk to this one like security guard and you can like kind of bribe him to tell you stuff. And if you bribe him, he'll end up in jail later in the game. And I thought that was really funny. You can actually visit him in jail and he's like, Oh, guess what? I got, I got arrested for giving you that, giving you those hints that you bribed me about. And I thought that was really <laughs> funny that they did. That, that it's, I don't know, I, I'm a huge fan of callback humor, so I love it. I like that. It's that the they, little details. That you saw that guy that you saw that guy in jail, because he said he knew he was going to get in trouble for talking to you, and then he does get in trouble later in the game. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. And there's also this, like, uh, there's this ghost that you talk to that's like, oh, I bet, you, I bet you won't beat this boss, and you can actually go back and talk to him, and he'll give you money. Like, because <laughs> you, can go bet, back yeah. and, you can go back and tell him that you beat the boss, and he'll give you, like, 500 mecha or something like that, so... Mm-hmm. It's nice to have little, I like the little details like that. And I like how the guys are all just like, they're all just like, fuck you, or you smell like shit, or whatever. Like, they, they just cuss like crazy, like all the characters do. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that it's just like, not really, I don't know, it feels like, it feels kind of punk rock in that way, and I, I enjoy it, you know? Like, I, I like yeah. the way that people talk to you. They're like, fuck you, kid. <laughs> you know, like, it's all, it's very much like, you know, they're just all about, all about cussing and stuff. Like, uh, what was that? Catherine. I don't feel like it. Oh yeah, well that I mean it's the same. It's like yeah. the same company, yeah. Yep. So it's kind of kind of the same thing. Even though uh, I did, I do remember seeing somebody on Twitter saying that it didn't run very well, like the Japanese one didn't run very well. And what I noticed is, uh, I was downloading the demo for Knockout City, and I tried to play the game while I was downloading something, and it ran like shit. Like it, like everything got totally fucked up. So don't. So if anybody who has it, don't play it while you're downloading another game, because it was like night or day difference like all of a sudden the loading times were taking like 20 seconds and i'm like what the fuck is happening i was like this game is broken now like what and it was like right when i got to uh i got to that level that has the um where you go through all the different levels and you have to find these uh kila something like that all the different colors like to get to the center and it was and i thought i was like oh did i because this game this level is more complicated it didn't stop working but it turns out it was because i was downloading something in the background Everything it's like they didn't just got, optimize it for Switch. Everything just got really bad all of a sudden. Like it was really like like every time I got into done every time I fought something, it was like it was like a black screen for like fifteen seconds and I'm like, what what is happening here? But other than that, it's been working fine for me. I don't know. But I mean it's it could be you know, there's always difficulties with bringing stuff to Switch. So are you saying that it performs differently, whether it's on PlayStation 4 or Switch? I haven't played it on PlayStation 4, like I said, but I mean, it just it it's cause that that slowdown it just it sounds like it's still running you know expecting you know ps2 performance and it just it doesn't sound like it's fully utilizing the the switch hardware that's just strange it's weird yeah because i i got what was it i got i got that star wars game the uh the star wars um republic commando and like that kind of runs like shit too because of a i mean apparently they put out a new patch to actually make it run better and then it was actually released but it's like it's like this is an xbox like this is an original Xbox game. Like what's going on here, people like this should run fine on the switch. I don't understand. Right. Or like same thing with like dark Alliance. Like that's a fucking GameCube game. And they had a hard time getting that on there. I don't know. Uh, so you said you got all the DLC. Uh, if you were, you saw, you've run into Dante. You've, you've gone through the first battle of, at this point. You should have. I actually didn't run into him though, which, which I don't, I don't know what, how that works. Like, do I have to like turn him on or something? Cause I looked at, I looked at a strategy guide because he'll show up as that guy with the cat, right? If it's not Dante. Yeah. The, so, um, yeah, right. Right. Okazunaha. That's the the character from the original uh, Devil Summoner, uh, second second and third Devil Summoner games. Hmm. 
and yeah so he he gets replaced by dante so yeah in the original original release which i don't have uh yeah it's it's Raido kazuna how you encounter and then you get to use him in that last dungeon the optional uh the optional hell dungeon mm. he you know he joins your party for that and then when it's dante it's the same thing you meet dante he jumps down from the giant headquarter building and then you fight him and then you fight him a couple more times and then he joins you and then you only get you know get to use him in that last dungeon mm. yeah because i because i think from what i heard is you can play the whole game as dante but you have to like start it at the beginning you can't just like change into dante whenever you want in this version so I just wanted to play through it as the regular guy. So I didn't mess around with any of the Dante stuff. And I thought maybe that was why I didn't didn't see him. But I have it down. Neat. I have the download. I, I mean, as far as I know, I have the Dante DLC downloaded. I mean, I paid for it. I hope if I that's do. that's the case, then, then <laughs> yeah. that's new. Because like I said, you could only use him like near the end of the game as par- as a member of the party. Oh, From what I read, you can use him through the whole game. Is what okay. It was what it was saying on the eShop. Because because uh, they because you do have to pay it is like a six dollar DLC for Dante if you bought the regular version, mm-hmm. yeah you have to buy him so but it said that you could because ch- I was trying to look at what the what the DLC stuff is because there's also like some extra I guess there's some bonus content which I haven't really messed around with that yet but that's another one that you get on there so I mean so yeah I, I have not ran I have not run into Dante yet but I was I was on the lookout for him. But then mm-hmm. I realized that I, I I don't know I guess I just have to like turn it on or something I don't I don't know I'm just playing through the game I'm just not really oh yeah you, you know. don't need to have Dante in there to enjoy the game I mean it's you're getting the full Shimagami Tensei experience sure I just wanted to uh, I didn't want I mean I wanted to know I want to know what the regular story was before I got into the uh, to the Dante stuff you get there and yeah you got to choose your your reason for trying to remake the world and you got at least three of those and then you got your own reasons. And like I said, this is, this is very similar to the Shimagami Tensai, you know, for SNES and then Megami Tensai, you know, the world's going to, the world's going to end and you know, how, how the world's going to be reborn is entirely up to you. You know, if you're going to side with, you know, heaven or hell or humans and, Mm. you know, yeah, I saw that there's different, because there's also feuding demon factions and all that stuff going on. So, and, and I can imagine it being really hard to, to get like all the different endings because like it, it, like all your different uh the way you answer questions will like you know will change the ending so you would have to like start all over again and answer it a different way and it's it's pretty complicated from what i've read I, I looked over a little bit how to change things but once i found out that all you need to do is go through the labyrinth for like the big ending i was like well i'll just try to do that yeah i'm sure that's difficult in itself but you know we'll get to that yeah. later when i get to that you know when i get to that on my playthrough from mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing on the on the eShop right now, uh, in order to get Dante, you have to turn that mode on when you start the game. So I must have mm-hmm. just not known that. In in order to, so I guess you don't play as him, but exactly what you said, he shows up as a character that you fight. But you have to turn that on when you're starting your first new game. You have to be like, this will be Dante mode or whatever. So, so that's how you do that. And I didn't do it because I didn't know how to do it yet. But yeah, I think I mean that's pretty much what I have to say about the game. I've been enjoying it. I do think now I, I do think it's a little high. It is kind of priced high for what it is. I mean, fifty dollars for like a for like a two thousand five game is a little ridiculous. Especially after I bought it, I found out that you could buy you can actually buy the original version on PlayStation three for nine ninety nine. <laughs> so I mean, you can buy the PS two version. It's probably not going to look as nice, you know. And I do think I do think everything looks really smoothed out well, and it looks like HD and all that, but. I don't know. If you're not a fan, I feel like $50 is a little high for it. 
I was just like so excited about playing it that I just didn't really care. So I went, and plus it was my birthday. So whatever. Happy birthday. <laughs> Last week was. So I was just like, I will go for it because my birthday gift to myself. So yeah, I, I do understand people saying like, yeah, it is a little pricey for, for what it is, but still, I mean, regardless, it's still a really good game and I think it'll still end up being in like my top 10 games of the year for sure. But I think, but I think Bravely Default's better, but that's, but that game's much, much, much newer but whatever. And I did feel, like I said, I did feel like the game was a little bit easier because I'm used to getting the shit beat out of me in Bravely Default. So it had, it had trained me for stuff like this. But uh, speaking of Bravely Default, I got this, I got this poster yesterday from Nintendo. Nice. It's a reversible. So it has two pictures actually. Very nice. Did you get that with your platinum coins? I did. I got it. I got it with my platinum coins because uh, for my birthday, Nintendo sent me like a ten percent thing off for my birthday or whatever. And I was like, I couldn't think of anything to buy from the Nintendo store. I'm like, well, I mean, these are all like shirts that I'll get like maybe a dollar off of. I don't need any of this crap. But uh, but I found a Bravely Default poster that would be free, but it wasn't free because they make you pay shipping and handling still. So whatever. But I, I still had to. Still ended up having to pay five dollars for it, but it's still it's a pretty cool poster so i was actually able to finally get it to work because you know we talked about before how i tried to how i tried to get those like those pikmin coasters and tried to get those xenoblade stickers and a friend of the, and one of our listeners actually ended up showing actually ended up sending me xenoblade stickers because i couldn't figure out how to do it in the in the thing so i finally was able because it's it's stupid you gotta you like gotta claim it on one website and then it takes you to another website and then you gotta go to like another website for it to ship and it's just so dumb, like the way the way they have it worked out. But yeah, is there is there any sort of uh, advice that I should know about the rest of the game of Shin Megami Tensei? Well, I think the major one we've covered, uh, keep that pixie and whatever she evolves into. I think her final form is Queen Moab, I think, something mm. like that, or Queen Mab. Uh, but yeah, keep her, hold on to her. Um, definitely uh, keep an eye on the moon phase. There are some bosses that are... Uh, weaker at different parts of the moon phase there's a, a shadow boss there's a boss that um creates uh rep uh clones of himself and you can't really tell which one's the real one when fighting so you have to kind of just attack them all oh no but if but if you attack them while the the moon phase is full or if you go to trigger the battle while the while you're at the full moon phase you'll see the real one shadow on the floor oh, okay yeah interesting so, yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff to do with the moon phases, and all of the games are like that, too. Like, I noticed even way back to the Famicom, the original Famicom game, there's, like, moon phases and stuff like mm-hmm. that for that one. So, yeah, so yeah, it's all just kind of, it's like, you know, it's like anything. It's like playing a, it's nice to be having fun with a with a video game series that I haven't really gotten into before, and there's so many different games for that. It's like getting to, like, Dragon Quest or Monster Hunter or, or uh, Pokemon or anything like that. You know, you have all these other games like that to get into if you like one, so... It's cool. Yeah, this was the game that I was introduced to the series for. Like I played this one first and then I hit Persona, then I hit the Digital Devil Saga and then um I went back to play the original the original Persona games and uh the Devil Summoner series mm-hmm. with uh, Raido Kazuna. So uh, Nocturne was my uh my entry into the it your, series. It was your gateway drug, right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably right in there. Yeah. It no it's a uh, I was just thinking, I was like, damn, PlayStation 2 had some really fucking awesome RPGs. Like, they really they really hit the jackpot on that. They got, I mean, they got, like, Shin Megami Tensei 3, they had Persona 3 and 4 
on this on the same system. Not to mention like Dragon Quest Seven and like all the like Xenosaga games and like just I was just thinking about it's like man like yeah they really they really got they really got they they probably got the best uh, definitely got all the best RPGs of that year. And also I, I realized like that's pretty much my favorite. That's probably my favorite retro time. I think it's like the GameCube, PS2, Xbox era. It's my favorite retro time to go back and play. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Like yeah. a lot of the like like near the end of the PlayStation One era to the to like the beginning of PlayStation Two. A lot of really good quality RPGs that hit at the time. Yeah, for sure. Because those are like a yeah, those are like a lot of those games that I'm playing are from that time. So I'm like, yeah, this is probably my favorite. If I have any choice to play, it's like the stuff from that era for sure. So. Yeah, I wrote an article for Super GG Radio as uh, a editorial called "We Need Another Lunar Game." I love oh, the Lunar yeah, series. Lunar. I never, I, I only played the Lunar DS game, and I had, a, I had trouble getting into that game, so, so I didn't really get to experience. But I mean, I played. Uh, isn't Grandia kind of a spinoff of Lunar? Not exactly. Same. No, it was done by it the same group. The same time. Yeah, work. Yeah. If it was Working Designs. Uh, they, they did a lot of uh, JRPG stuff in that area. Mm-hmm. So a lot of designs may look similar, but uh, like Lunar only had, it was Lunar the Solar Star Story. There was uh, Eternal Blue. Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple of uh, DS and Sega Saturn specific Japanese only games that we didn't get here. They did a Game Boy Advance remake of the first one as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I never played that, but yeah, I played, I actually played the original one on PS1, which... A friend of mine just gave me back in college. He gave me that and actually gave me Grandy as well. Mm. So I had like a couple of these like really niche RPGs and I didn't, didn't even know to appreciate them. But I ended up like I owned Lunar for a couple of years before I actually like played it. And it was a deluxe edition that came with like the cloth map and everything. I had that. Yep. Now I'm like looking back like, oh man, I wish I still had that. I actually ended up giving it to my brother. So he may still have it. It's not like I sold it or anything. I still got the art book and the cloth map somewhere. I, I think I may have the games somewhere. I mean, I I'll tell you like this. I had the original Sega CD version. Wow. Wow. You're at, I remember you're- looking at the game when that came out and that interested me at the time. Just It was one of the first times that I saw it anime animated scenes in a video game i thought that was really cool oh uh lunar was lunar, silver yeah. star story yeah and it had like pretty good music like as far as like there was like a, a whole theme song that the main character or not the main character but i guess the secondary character sings and yeah. uh, i don't know i just remember that song getting stuck in my head and my brother who was you know five years younger than me so he would have been like in late junior high i think at the time when i gave the game to him after i finished it and uh he got like obsessed with the song and like was trying to learn how to play it and trying to get his high school or like his band to play it like uh his school band to like try to play it and stuff i remember and it was like i mean it's a good song but man he really got into it yeah oh yeah another cult following series uh cult you know followed series yeah i would play if they re-released the silver star story the uh deluxe you know just do a digital version of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, me too. I might buy it if they re-released the because there was like a coin too, right? It was just it was like all that all those tchotchkes, like a coin. And there might have been a figure, I can't remember, but it was a lot of it was a lot of extra crap. And then the Lunar Two Eternal Blue, I actually ended up buying that for my brother. Also, think I might have spent like thirty bucks on that, and mm-hmm. it's worth a lot more now. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I bought that for him for his birthday, like the next year, because he finished Lunar. And I'm like, well. Here's a sequel, and I don't know if he finished that. He better have. <laughs> Call him. Dude, when did, you, did you ever get through that? No, for sure. All right, well, uh, did you watch the Monster Hunter thing, Jeremy? 
the the direct from today? I did not. Oh, you didn't see it yet. Isn't there also a Dragon Quest direct tonight? Yeah, it's happening like right now. So don't look at oh. don't get any spoilers because I'm gonna watch it after we're done here. I won't. I haven't seen it. I don't want to. I'm just saying, like, if you look on the online anywhere, somebody might be like, "Oh yeah, this thing is coming out." It started That's at like I try not to do any anything else during the episode. It started at like 10:30, so I figured I'll just watch it. And if it's like something crazy, like Dragon Quest 12, maybe we can, maybe Jeremy and I can come back and do like a 20 minute talk about Ooh. it or something. I'm fine with that. Like after after we're done. Yeah. So I, I'll just talk about some more things before we take a break. So last week, I said last week said it was my birthday, and Jeremy and I we got to play Monster Hunter Rise together in the daytime, and that was so fun. And we also, and then later, it was basically like you know we'll have a video game hangout day. So we played we played Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I guess this is more your thing than me, but uh, that's all right. We made it through. We made it through the Narwa. You made it through the the final boss that was available at the time of Monster Hunter Rise. So I achieved my Monster Hunter goal for two weeks ago. I yeah. achieved it last week. So that was fun. We we went we basically went through whatever level sevens you needed left or that you had left to do, and then we fought and then we fought Narwa. And so you got a, kind of an ending of the game. Was, Even, was it Jer- was Jerry the guy that was uh, playing with us? Yeah, some playing. some guy named Jerry on the stream was uh, playing yeah. with us, which I thought he was because there's another guy that that plays with me whenever I stream Monster Hunter, oh. but that was a different guy. That was a lot of fun because I was like trying to upgrade my equipment and he like getting in front of me and jumping up and down. I'm like, Jerry seems like he wants me to like acknowledge him. I'm like, is Jerry on the stream? And then someone called like, it's Jerry. I think on the stream was like, Hey, that's me. Yeah. He said like, I've been Jerry all along. I think that's oh, what yeah, he said, that's on, what he the, said. On, the, on the comments. So yeah, it was, thanks it was to Jerry. Like, who is like crazy level, uh, like level one, something. Oh yeah. Thanks to Jerry and a couple other pretty high level, the Japanese players. I very very easily completed my monster hunter goal, and and I finally made it to level twenty, so I was able to fight the chameleon monster, and then we uh, just died a couple times, and that was the oh end. Yeah, that was the end of that. Yeah, and that's the last time I've played that, but I want to play it again because there wasn't there was another direct today, uh, Monster Hunter. Um, there's they showed more Monster Hunter story stuff. Uh, it looks I'm still really excited about it. I mean, it basically looks like you know Monster Hunter anime RPG stuff, but. It's going to be cool, I think. It's it's very much, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Pokemon, but you're catching monsters from Monster Hunter and stuff like that. They kind of got into a little bit about how you can carry genes from one monster to another, so you can completely alter them. Like if you want to use like the Ice Bear from Monster Hunter Rise, but you want it to be a fire based thing, you can do that. So you can like add all these different elements to it and stuff, which which they got into in, in the in the direct. The right of channeling is what they called it, where you like channel one gene to another. And you can make a, there's like color and attack type. And if you mat, if you have like three colors that are the same, you can get like a bingo bonus, as they call it, and make your characters even more powerful. And you can, and you can make them like, you can make them like the monsters from Monster Hunter Generation and all this other stuff. They're bringing like the other games in there. So it looks pretty cool. But Monster Hunter 3.0 is uh, coming out on the 27th. I, right before we started, I heard it's live. So you can't actually download it and play it now. But they're basically, they added a, Crimson Glow Valstrax, who is a monster from Generations that's in there now. Apex Sinogre, who has Golden Lightning. Uh, now Narwa has like a twin, Ibushi. So they're adding like an actual endgame fight with the two of them. And then there's extra like weird paid DLC stuff where you can turn your head into a dog and change your voice and all this <laughs> other stuff. 
And they're actually, they said there's like new co- collaborations coming up. Like they're doing a, I mean, of course they're doing the Monster Hunter Rise and Stories collaboration, but there's going to be two new ones for July and August. So I'm interested to see what's happening for that. But it's like a, it's like a 20 minute thing. I recommend watching it. Um, it looks great. Monster Hunter Stories 2 looks really cool too. I figure I'd just mention it here because we don't need to spend that much time on it. But of course, if you buy both games, there's crossover outfits that you can wear between the two of them. You can wear the outfits from Stories and Rise and outfits from Rise and Stories and like vice versa and all that stuff. So I think that one's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm, I never actually played the 3DS one, but there is a demo, a free demo still on the 3DS one if anybody wants to try it in the meantime. But it's still coming out on July 9th and I'm excited about it. It's actually coming out like a few days away from Ease 9, so so yeah. I'll save the Subnautica stuff for when you talk about it, Jeremy. After okay. the, after the break. I got I got my Ebitdo Pro 2 controller, the uh the new the newest version. Um I was I was completely wrong last they need week. Need to sponsor us. Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> I, I mean, this is my third controller of theirs, so. Actually, you know what? No, cuz I have that Actually, I think mm-hmm. I have more than that because I also have all of the uh, the NES controllers and the Genesis mm-hmm. controllers and the Super Nintendo controllers. So I have and the G Bros. Yeah, and the G Bro adapter also. So I think I have at least like ten of their shit. Then like now. receivers. I mean, I well, those receiver, those come yeah. those come with the controllers. Well, the but, receiver uh, I got was not. Well, yeah, but well, and Jeremy bought you bought the one to like re- to fix your Super Nintendo controller and all that. So, mm-hmm. so you were there, but uh, I mean, it's. It was. It doesn't do as much as I thought. Like I thought, those little buttons on the bottom that you could actually, I thought you could actually like add button combinations to them, but you can't. The only thing you can do is turn them into buttons that already exist on the Switch. So that's kind of a that's kind of a letdown. So if you want to have extra, I don't know, if you want to have extra B and A or something, you can put them under there. I haven't been using them for anything actually. Me neither. But uh, but it does. I mean, the controller does feel like tighter than my other one did. Like it does feel like it's. More compact, even though the black con- build. the black controller is really slippery on the sides. Like I've already dropped it you like five so? times. Oh yeah, super slippery. I don't know what it is. It needs like grips or something because I've already dropped it like three times because it's incredibly slippery. I don't know. Are you eating chips while playing the game? I've never dropped mine. No, I'm not eating. I, I think if I was eating something, I'd actually help me hold on to it. No, it feels really slippy. I don't know what it is. Just the way uh, the texture of it is just like just flies right out of my hands. It's like a, it's like I've a not banana, had that problem. It's like a banana peel or something. But a lot of cool things that you can do. John already talked about it last week, but you know the main thing for me was that I can invert the I can invert aiming whenever I want to. So if the games don't allow me to do that, I can still do it, and that's a huge thing for me. But another thing that no. I noticed that I don't think we talked about last week is you can actually switch the control pad and the control stick, which is awesome. So like when uh, if you remember when like the Legend of Zelda Link uh, Link's Awakening came out, and you know Jeremy wanted to be able to walk around with a control pad, and, you know, and you did it with your like change controller or whatever that you did, mm-hmm. you can actually do that now whenever on on the eight bit do. You just go into the app on your phone and you can actually switch the switch the analog stick and the control pad, so you can just make something automatically control pad if you want. Like if it's something that's because sometimes there's two D games that only use. That only use like the analog stick. You could switch it and make it the and make it the control pad. You could play Smash Brothers with the control pad if you wanted to. You could switch it like that. You know, it's just a that's a really cool thing where you can change those at any time and you can You'll swap. Be able to change Twilight yeah. Sword or not Twilight Sword, uh, Skyward Sword. If you could, it's I gonna guess, have weird you... controls. And you can map those like weird like sweeps to the D pad instead, maybe. You could, yeah, if you wanted to, because you can switch everything around. You can switch the left and right sticks, and you can switch the stick between the. Uh, between the control pad as well, so I thought that so there's some like cool things that are on there, and you know you just you just set it for uh, 
you set it for your own profiles and there's a little button on mm-hmm. the controller. So like whenever I want to like do the inverted thing, I just press that and then all of a sudden I'm inverted. So that's yeah, basically on the fly. It's so convenient. Yeah. And I've only used it. There's only like two games that I have that don't have inverted, but you know, there was, this would have helped so much for like when the Mario 3d all-stars came out and there was no inverted in there or like, when the Star Wars, uh, the the Jedi Outcast game came out and there wasn't inverted. Like, there's so many other games, so many games where they've just not put inverted control in there, and this just like fixes everything for me. So, it's nice to know that they can't they can't fuck me over anymore. I can just do whatever I want with it. So, yeah, it's been it's been working nicely. I've been using that only as the controller ever. Do you think it's worth it for people who who had the previous version to upgrade to this one? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends. It depends on if you really, I mean, those are the two main things. If you really want to switch the control pad and the control stick, or if you really want inverted aiming, like that's the main thing, I think. But if not, no, you don't need it. I don't think unless, unless you really, really want those things. I think the other application would be if you say you and your uh, significant other use the same controller and you want to have like different profiles, different way you, ways you like to control things. So just hit that button and switch it is, is just so convenient. Yeah, I mean, you could you can already do that in the Switch's operating system, but it is like quicker on the on the 8-bit dough because you can just hit a button on the controller instead of going into the control options. But you were able to do that already. So it just kind of depends on how much you want to you wanna do that. Maybe I'll, eventually I'll mess around with those extra buttons, but I can't really think of I can't really think of anything to use them for. And plus I accidentally hit them all the time because they're just right under your hands, so... You know, they remind me of, like, the back touch pad of the Vita, you know, where it's like, why is this here? It's just here for me to accidentally touch it. I think it's the only reason. Just for me to not use it when I'm just not supposed to use it, you know. I don't know. So, I got that. Also, the uh, the new Super Nintendo games are out now for Nintendo Switch Online. I, I, played, I played around with them today just to get an idea of it. Uh, I played the baseball game, Super, speaking of baseball that you said earlier, it is baseball season now. So mm-hmm. Nintendo celebrated that by releasing uh, Super Baseball Simulator 1.000 on Super Nintendo, which I think nobody played. But hey, it's it's about as close as I'm going to get to Ken Griffey Jr. on here. So I mean, that's uh, I'll I'll take it. But I played I played a game against a computer, a full nine a full nine innings, and it ended up being ten innings because we tied we tied at fifteen rounds or fifteen runs. So and I ended up starting with like five to zero, and we just kind of went back and forth, but. It's a lot easier than Ken Griffey. I remember Ken Griffey being like one of the hardest fucking games I've ever played as far as baseball games go. So at least this one you can kind of play it. So maybe I'll try the season mode on there. But it's cool. You know, if you like baseball, you like Super Nintendo baseball, it's totally, that's exactly what it is. You know, it's a lot better than the NES baseball that we have on there, which is incredibly slow. I remember Jeremy and I talking about playing that online and how fucking slow that game is. So I played that. I played a uh, Magical Drop Two, <laughs> which uh, John somebody put a picture on, on here for me on that. I played Magical Drop Two, which is a game I already had on on the Neo Geo arcade version of it, but now it's available on Super Nintendo. And uh, just because like the main character is a naked girl wearing a ribbon, wearing only a ribbon, I played as her, and uh, the game is incredibly horny. It's basically like mm-hmm. her wrapped in this ribbon, and while you're playing the game, she's like bending over and like showing your cleavage and. When you win with her, she just bounces up and down, and her boobs move around in uh, Super Nintendo animation. I oh, played yeah, j- jiggle physics in the <laughs> SNES. I didn't know that. I, I put it up on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why you added this. You added this on here for all the horny uh, weeaboo people, I guess." What's the gameplay itself like? Is it like a match three kind of game? Or a- 
Yeah, you. Uh, it's it's kind of like bust a move if bust a move was okay. broken, I guess, and you can only <laughs> shoot up and not any other direction. Because okay. basically, what you do is you can pull you can pull like two or three balls down and then shoot them back up, and you have to yeah you you connect three or more together and create chains like that. And there's a story mode kind of where the characters say like two lines to each other in in between matches, and that's about it. So. I already had the game, but I have it again on Super Nintendo. But yeah, you know, there's more uh, puzzle stuff. And Magical Drop 2 on Super Nintendo has to be kind of a rare game. So, I mean, I'm sure it's expensive to buy an actual cartridge of it. So it's pretty cool that it's on here for free, you know. That's what I like about most of these games. It's just like, here's these weird, here's these super abstract games that you'll never play. Here they are for free on Nintendo Switch Online. Go play them, please. You know, I like that. Because I would have never played these. But I think I'd think i rather get these than the same old batch that we've got on previous systems. Yeah, unless it's like Earthbound or something, <laughs> which never got put on there. I don't know. But yeah, no, it's a, I mean, it's, we see the same things on everything. So it's kind of see like, it's nice to see new stuff on there. But I think my favorite out of all of them was uh, Spanky's Quest, which is, uh, I mean, the game's called Spanky's Quest and you're a little monkey, which is kind of like, oh, is that like a weird innuendo too? I don't know. But you're uh, so horny this week, Super Nintendo. Jeremy, Jeremy mentioned it last week that you had played it before, but it's actually kind of a cool game. You're a, it's mm-hmm. very weird. It's a very strange puzzle mm-hmm. type game. But yeah, there's only two buttons. You can jump and you can throw out this. Uh, you basically throw out this bubble thing, and if you you know you hit once to throw the bubble, and you hit it again for the bubble to turn into a baseball. But if you jump and hit the bubble, the bubble will change colors and get bigger, and it'll turn into different sports balls to hit the other people with so you can turn it into like basketballs you can turn it into like baseballs there's soccer balls also that you can turn into and i guess it's like the golf ball is the first one i guess because it's so tiny but you basically use this bubble thing to hit the other characters in the game and you just kind of take everybody off the board and then you get keys and then you get to go to the next thing i actually played all the way through the first level set and i got to the final boss which was like a giant apple and i turned it into a core and it died but this game works really. This game works really, really well with uh, the rewind function, you know. So I use that a lot. But, but it's cool. It's a, it's a fun game. And I got to the point like sometimes if you take too much time, there's this unkillable bird that comes and cho- chases you. Do you remember that, Jeremy? That bird. I don't. But it. Oh wait, yeah, I do. That sounds a lot like Joust too. The though. bird is fucking annoying. I hate that bird because you can't kill the bird. You just have to run away from the bird and finish the level at the same time. Or a, so, there's one in Bubble Bubble, too. There's yeah. like the weird whale that comes after you. Yeah, but I, I recommend checking it out. I think Spanky's Quest is pretty cool, and it's a funny name, and yeah, you're a monkey that shoots bubbles that turn into sports equipment. It's whatever. It's I ridiculous, couldn't think of anything to compare fun. it to other than it reminds me a little bit of Mappy. It's like the closest I could think of. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's completely, uh, I don't know. It's Yeah, it's, it's much different. I mean, I can't think of anything that's like that, really. Aside from comparing it to, you could say that it's similar to like Donkey Kong or like other puzzle games like that, but but the way you attack the characters is not like anything else I've ever seen. Oh yeah, and, and of course, don't forget Joe and Mac. Joe and Mac is on there, the original one, finally, which I played through. I played through the first couple levels on there, and I know I know. Last week you said you were going to do a stream at some point of it, Jeremy. So yeah, I will hold hold you to that. And I I, uh, I was like I played it and I was like I, I have to have played this before. And then I just look through the Super Nintendo stuff, and I'm like, oh, no, we, we already got Joe and Mac 2 before. Mm-hmm. And this That's is so just, weird. We this got is two just the first one. one. Yeah. I had the same feeling. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, there's uh, there's two-player in there. You can play that online. And- That's a, the 2 is a rare game as well, I think. I think it's pretty pricey if you want to buy that cartridge. 
I put the a, first one is not. I put a video on Twitter of me uh, killing one of the dinosaurs, and I said it was the first Monster Hunter, and I got, <laughs> I got some, I got some likes for that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, oh nice. oh, and also uh, aside from those, which we didn't see it in any of the announcements, but that game's horny too. Joe and Mac, I'm sure it is. I mean, you get yeah, because you rescue the. They're called the, ca- the babes. babes. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. you get kissed. Like jump up and down at the end of the levels. Oh yeah, you get you get a kiss from the from the mm-hmm. uh, cave from the cave babe at the end of at the end of each game or each level. So. Wow. I was gonna say in Genesis some... had blast processing. SNES had bus processing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had had bouncy uh yeah bouncy animation. And another thing that wasn't announced in the video, there's a Mario Kart special version which basically has all of the trophies all the golden trophies gotten for 100 cc so you can so you can automatically jump go right in. into 150 yeah well you can jump into 150 but you can also jump into that fourth uh set of races to get the special cup or whatever it is that's mm-hmm. unlocked so i found that interesting i was like oh there's a special mario kart what's that and i was like oh, okay and that's the first special on the super nintendo right yeah i mean that's the, the first mario kart ever on the super nintendo is it yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the first thought- Mario Kart. It's a Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo. Yep. No, no, no. But I meant it was. This is the first special edition on the SNES Online. Is what I meant to say. Oh. We got a ton of those on the NES Online for a while. There, we were getting sometimes two or three a month. Oh, that I don't know. I, I thought there. Were, I thought there were other special ones for. I don't Super think Nintendo. there are. I looked. Oh well, we have a Mario Kart special edition. It's not that special. Sorry. Oh wow. Well, I mean, for anybody who doesn't want to unlock the the extra levels or the extra whatever yeah so. it's like the challenge uh that the some of the the challenge uh versions like uh with super ghouls and go or uh, ghosts and goblins i should say mm-hmm. or they give you like the really hard ones and they put you in those scenarios i figured it'd be kind of something like that yeah i mean a lot of it's also like just to kind of help you like there's a like there's like zelda 2 special edition where you start the game with everything maxed out with all the levels like all the way up you know and you're right. This is the this is the very first special Super Nintendo one. I just l- overlooked it again, but yeah, nothing else on there. And I didn't have enough time to to check the Japanese version of each of these. But maybe if there's something different, I'll talk about it next week. Oh yeah, and I played the NES game. There's that new nin- there's a new one new NES game, Ninja Jaja Maro-kun, which is actually kind of a cool little game. It it reminds me of uh, kind of reminds me of Donkey Kong or like the original Mario Brothers, in where it's like you know it's like one area. And you're just kind of jumping up. There's different levels, and these little characters run around. You kill them with ninja stars, and then you collect their spirits. This like gold, this like a cloud comes out from after after they're killed, and you just go through every level and kill everybody and go to the next one. And oh my god, I remember this game. Sorry, you, I just have, had to look it up. Have you played it, Nin- Ninja Ninja Juju uh, Jaja Jaja Marokun? So a long time ago, when I was a child, my father at a flea market stumbled upon uh, a guy who was selling these NES carts that had like 36 games on. Oh. And this was one of the games that was on it. Nice. Yeah. If, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, so you got it through like a, you got it through like a, what would you call it? Like a ripped or a ROM oh, or whatever bootleggy. illegal yeah, bootleg thing. Was, yeah. Yeah. Like again, I was like maybe eight when my dad bought this for me. So I just pop it in like, wow, there's 36 games on here. A lot of them I'd never heard of. And they were all <laughs> like, most of them were Japanese games that, you know, they just stuck on this cart. And this was one of them. Uh, there were other uh, weird ones, like, like the original, um, you know, the Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels. That was mm-hmm. on there. The the oh, original oh, Super Mario Brothers two. Oh Mario two, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, but the like, original what is this? Japanese this is one. Mario Brothers yeah. two, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it Did was. Have that cart? Oh no. Yeah, well, no. I think one. I think one of my friends actually stole it from me. <laughs> uh, 
Well, well, now you can now you can play it on your Switch with uh, with Nintendo Switch Online. You can play this game. It, it's cool. It's a cool game. It's it's you know it's all in Japanese, but you don't really need to know what's happening. Right. But it, it kind of it does kind of feel like a Japanese, almost like sort of a Japanese uh, Donkey Kong, where you know you got this guy at the top of the level who's the bad guy. He's got a lady with him, you know, and then you fight him at the end of the levels. You know, it gets to something that's kind of like Donkey Kong Three, where you're like shooting up in the air at the guy while he's throwing bombs down at you. And it's it was fun. I was having fun with it. It kind of the way the little ninja character looks. He actually kind of reminds me of the Takamaru's Ninja Castle, castle, which was in uh, the which was in Nintendo Land. I know that's actually based on the other NES like Zelda like game that only came out in Japan and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the little ninja guy, he looks like the ninjas that you throw the that you throw the stars at in that game, like the one where you swipe the Wiimote to to shoot the stuff at them. So it kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, they're all they're there, they're all for free through Nintendo Switch Online obviously, through this $20 a year, which is I think there's over 100 games now total between the two of them. So I got to check this out cuz I'm subscribed to that, you know. Yeah, you should. I mean, I love it. I mean, I don't I don't play it enough, but the Super Nintendo one is actually in my like it's in like my top 3 uh, levels of most played games on the Switch, so I definitely played the Super Nintendo one more than the NES one, but it's just nice to get all these weird ass games that you've never heard of, and you can just play them without. You know, it's much better than releasing them for like five dollars on Virtual Console or whatever, and you you won't play them because you don't know what they are. You know, I had a lot of fun with the baseball one. You know, even if I just play that one game, it was still a lot of fun. Like I was like yelling at the TV and all that, being like, "Oh, fucking catch that, you slow ass!" You know, and all that stuff to my players because they because they move so slowly you know so but it'd be a fun it'd be a fun thing to play online also because you can play all these you know multiplayer online and what i remember with the original baseball simulator now uh if i remember correctly if you tried to bean one of the the if you tried to bean the batter he would actually like explode (laughs) oh i didn't get hit by the ball yet but but the uh the the pitchers do actually laugh at you whenever you whenever they uh whenever you get a strike so that was pretty funny yeah. I got a kick out of that. Like if you swing and miss it, they're like, you know, it has like the little, it's, it, you can't really tell, but there's like little stuff come out of their head and they're like, <laughs> and they like move their head and their shoulders. Sounds like base wars. Yeah. And it looks like they're, people explode. Yeah. But That's it's not like, I need to put on the, yeah. Online. I mean, you're not like robots and stuff like base no. wars is like super in the future and all that stuff. And uh, no, I was going to say Spanky's quest. I had never played it, but it looks a lot like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever played the, the game New Zealand. No. Oh. I haven't heard of it. It was a platformer. You had this little kiwi bird. And you're firing arrows. It was an awesome arcade game. Oh, I think I. I mean, the kiwi bird. That sounds familiar. Kind of reminds me. that a galloping ghost? I think it might. It's got to be. I'm sure it was. It's, it's a classic. I mean, you see it at arcades and people are just all over it, and you're trying to rescue the other female kiwi, and you're picking up all these fruit. And I played the kiwi game at galloping ghost. I remember. Yeah, I'm saying the that. last boss is like a, a whale that you get swallowed into, and you're shooting the whale from the inside. Yeah, I mean, Spanky's Quest, you're fighting vegetables the whole time. Like, everything is a fruit or a vegetable. Like, there's there's a level where you walk past cans of, uh, the, like, cans of tomatoes that open and become tomatoes that try to kill you and stuff like that. It's very it's very quirky and silly and cool at the same time. I was having fun with it, you know. And, of course, Rewind really helps on these, so. But uh, but let's let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about some other stuff. So, we'll be right back.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! What have you been doing, Jeremy? Well, you kind of glossed past it earlier, but we uh, got online and played Mario Party. Yeah, last I, Wednesday. I skipped it because I figured you would talk about it when we got to you. I freaking love it. I don't know why it took so long for Mario Party to be online. I mean, maybe it's that new network. Because the We've online speculated sucks. Before, That's gotta be it. Because <laughs> their online because sucks. It worked. Yeah. Thank Monster worked Hunter so Rise well. for that. Yeah. There was like one game where I felt like maybe there was a delay. But it could also just been that I sucked at that game, and like, I, you know, Mario Party will keep you questioning your own skill level when you play some of these mini games. So there, there I, th- I think there was one game that we played that was a little bit like where it was almost like it was going to stop for a second, but then it didn't. Mm-hmm. But we played we played a full 20, 20 round game, which was my suggestion, and it went. Way it late. was actually getting really like it got really competitive. It was fun. Yeah, we had a, we had a lot of stars too and uh Jess ended up winning, ended up winning the whole game, but I thought that Shauna was going to win cuz she she started off really hot at the very beginning there mm-hmm. cuz she had like five stars like in the first couple rounds. So I mean, it was definitely interesting and uh Jeremy was pulling up the back through most of the game, but you, you started to come I was back whining a lot. I ended up getting second place. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was whining a lot about how I didn't get any cuz I think the whole time I only got one hidden block. And I only went to the shop once. And you didn't have any. You didn't have any helpers either, right? You you never got a posse. I, never, yeah. I got a helper at the very end, which I ended up winning a star for because it, it was. Oh yeah, because you guys were the perfect couple, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really dumb one. Yeah. yeah, the buddy bonus. I never understood what that means. But I guess I guess like if you get whatever character you have, if you get the specific other character, you can get another star for that. It seems like such a dumb thing because. Because yeah, well, some of us had like party. six people in your party. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know, but it was fun regardless. It was a good uh, 
Mario Party it's great. birthday if this, party. If it had thing. come out the gate with that feature and it was able to run well, I mean, I might still be playing this online with people, you know? Like yeah. it might have been it would definitely have been a big thing online on Twitch and stuff, I think. And actually I'm wondering how many people play Mario Party on Twitch, but we should consider doing that now that we can. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'd be willing willing to try it at some point. I figured that just that us just two would if we you know if we had to. Yeah, Sean's yeah. I wonder if you're ever gonna challenge Tim for the belt back. I don't know if he has. Now a that it's online, I don't know if he has a switch or whatever. I haven't talked to him in a while. I mean, I think he's on a different network now. He fell in. He he, he went. He fell into uh, um, whatever Hindu uh, religion stuff. Some pretty. Yeah, some pretty. Not that he doesn't play video. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know if he still plays video games. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's but that's his thing. But yeah, no, Super Mario Party was fun. It was a. Uh, We'd like it, it ended up going way longer than I thought it would, but it was still it was still fun to play. And then I, and then we yeah, and then we just hung out for oh, yeah, way, that was way, like way too hours. way too long after that. And yeah, and I and at least I found out I could get drunk again, so that's good to know. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you were tell, you were updating. I thought, hey, I'm actually drunk, which was cool. Yeah, I uh, I had a good time. That was that was a lot like just an old school hangout at some, a friend's house, stay up way too late drinking and regret it the next day, like. That was totally me Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and you had to work too. So. Yeah, but not till the afternoon. You know, like I'm lucky in that regards. I don't get to do anything in the evenings very often, but at least I can sleep in, and then I can stay up really late. But yeah, Mario Party was great, and uh, Sean and I played another round of it a few days later as well. And I think we had a little more fun with the map because the very first map she and I played together was the fruit one. And yeah, not it's not great. That, I mean, it, that's the main, that's one of the main problems with super Mario party on, uh, on switch is there's like no maps. There's only four maps yeah. and that's what's so fucking annoying. Cause even Mario party one had like seven maps. It's like, come on guys. But I mean, they, there's so many different game versions that maybe that's why there's only four maps. But I, I was like, now that there's an update that you can play online, mm-hmm. can we get some fucking new maps? Like, I'll pay for them. I don't Char- care. Exactly. Charge me. I don't okay. care if they're paid DLC. I'll buy them. You know, because we're so fucking tired of those four maps. Like, we want more maps. Like, get get on it, you know. Put an online play against randoms, and then I might get the game. I mean, if it was, on, if it was against randoms, I would, like, if they did a... And I've said this before, but if they added like a ranked Mario Party online, I would play the shit out of that, and I would stream it too. I would stream the fuck out of as that. As long as you get penalized for dropping out, because people would be dropping out all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, they could do like I mean, in in the sixty, like even the sixty four Mario Parties, you could drop out, you could drop out, and then the uh, and then like a computer player would automatically replace you. Like they could do that, you know. So, well, that's because fine. you could only play like, like, like I mean, if you you could only play twenty minutes. If we're playing against randoms or something like that, something to to lessen the chance of a dropout. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, those those like Fortnite games can take up to like forty minutes. I'm just saying it can be done. You know, like we. Yeah. yeah. I've spent I've spent a whole fucking hour on Monster Hunter against you know with randoms mm-hmm. and nobody's dropped out. So I mean, it's it's not that hard. You know, it can totally be done. But yeah, it should be. And they did that before, even on the even on the DS, like on the Metroid Prime Hunters online death match like there was a penalty for you like dropping out you know without... i think it might be worth trying some yeah. of the see some of the online stuff with the with nes and snes online because i know we, we experienced some lag with it on some games before and i think it's one of the reasons we don't do it very often but i wonder if that's improved as well i think it's gotten better i mean like just just played with their brother like they beat uh 
what they played through Super Mario World and they played through like Donkey Kong Country like online and it worked pretty well. You know, and there's no rewind on mm. that, so you're able to actually you have to play good. You can't do you can't do rewind when you're doing online. So I think Mario Maker has gotten better since they've implemented this new system. I it could be a placebo effect thing, but I played it a significant amount of time over the last two or three weeks and I think I've experienced less slowdown. Maybe so. Maybe I'll have to try it again. I don't know. I never really liked. I never really liked the online on that. Even. I mean. I guess the what I liked it the most is when we all when we all played and people were giving us levels like through through streaming. Mm-hmm. That was like the yeah, most do that fun. Again. That was the most fun I ever had on there. But but yeah. it was fun. Let's see where it was at. Oh yeah, Sub Mario Party. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I already mentioned we talked about Monster Hunter. Um, I did want to say I tried out the Hitman thing right away. I wanted to oh, play yeah. a mission in Hitman and. Can't figure it out for the life of me. Yeah, I, how I did. to download a mission for free. I didn't try it. I didn't try it because I remember Jeremy, you were trying to do it while we were talking on the phone on my birthday or like oh, on whatever on Zoom, and uh, you couldn't figure out how to do it. So I never really tried it because I like, tried I can't. a few more times. I'll look into the it. Week, and uh, yeah, I never never was successful with it. In fact, it wouldn't even let me like play the standard demo. It was like, oh, you have no time left. So. They've got a pretty Maybe. thorough blog on, the, on their website. It goes into a lot of this stuff. And so I'll look into that and see exactly how to do it. And I'll send they it to They really you. made this very, very convoluted, like this approach to cloud yeah. gaming. I don't know. It made, yeah. it, made I mean, it hard to get to. It's working for them, I guess. I mean, they've got a lot of money out of at least one person on the show. but <laughs> Yes. But the convoluted nature of it is just kind of frustrating because, I don't know, it seems like such a special game. Why does it have to be so yeah. culty to, to try it out? I didn't even know that all those games were actually hidden within that game until I actually bought Hitman Three. I had discovered I had to discover by buying Hitman Three that, that there were two you other also get in there. the two yeah. other games and yeah. all the expansion packs in there, which is just so stupid. Like, why isn't that front and center on the games? Hey, you can get the other ones when you get this. Needless to say, I still have a lot of I have a lot of interest in playing that game eventually. So I'll, I'll help you to make it happen. I'm in, I'm in this with you. I want to make this happen for you. Yeah, help help you play uh help you play Hitman. That's your that's your big thing. Mm-hmm. So I will try it too. If you with, Jeremy Hitman can figure if Jeremy can figure out how to do it, I'll try it. I just didn't want to. You know, it, it's super cumbersome. You're right. I don't want to like go in and like have it tell like play for two minutes and have it tell me I can't play. Like that's it's dumb. Like it should you should be able to just start it like any other game. I don't know. Yeah, I want it to be it, less yeah. less difficult, you know. Plus, I've been Free just start. plus I've just been only wanting to play Shin Megami Tensei, so that's been that's been my thing. But well, right, yeah. So I haven't really. I wasn't super. I mean, I was disappointed, but I wasn't like, you know, writing it off. Like whatever. I already knew this weird ass way they've made this game that I probably wasn't going to be successful trying to play it this week. But uh, I did play a one round, one single solitary round of new Pokemon Snap this week. I that saw was it. just to try out the new... I saw you were playing it, and I was like, why are you, why are you playing like, it? Hmm, I don't know. I just don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't care at all. I just, yeah, I, I'm just... I, I'm taking... Well, I said it last week, but I'm taking a break from it. I'll just wait till I want to play it again, which isn't now, so, you know. It's just not really that fun of a game. <laughs> it's just like a very mediocre game. It's the me- It's like the definition of a mediocre game, I would say. Where you just you're done with it and you're like, well, what did I just do? It's and the, you're not and you yeah. don't lose track of time either. You're like, hmm, that felt like I played it. Yep, seventeen minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you didn't like lose hours in it, or right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I tried out a demo because this game looked really interesting to me. I think I, it was in one of the indie directs, or you know, it was in a sizzle reel or something. But Rising Hell, it's another game that 
I don't know if it was inspired by Hades, but it has a damn similar concept, even though the gameplay itself is not the same. A damn similar concept. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are trying to escape from hell, and it's a roguelike. Well, it's a roguelite so that you do actually gain levels and stuff as you go. But sadly, there, none of that leveling up impl- implementation is in the demo. So that was why I was like, well, this might be a cool game to try, like Scratch Niche. Because it's just like, it's like you're going up the whole time. And it's like, I don't know if it's bullet hell, maybe a little bullet hell, but also very much like, you know, beat them up. You're just killing everything that's coming at you. Everything's trying to kill you. In the meantime, you've got a rising floor of fire, you know underneath you so that's propelling you forward as well you just got to go as quick as you can and uh yeah i guess you gain levels and you get power-ups there's little like stations that remind me a little bit of like the uh charons fountains and stuff in uh in uh hades where you get like buffs and stuff so it seems like a really cool concept but i just couldn't it's just another case of like a bad demo because it was really hard it's really hard and i i imagine yeah rising hell demo if you're interested in it, it's free, of course, but I don't really care to play it anymore. But you're not interested in the regular game. If it goes on Super Sale, which it's not an expensive game, I think it's like a $10 game. So if it, if it ends up being like a, a, a $5 or less game, I might give it another try. So are you saying that game should just die already? <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell. Segway. Go to hell. Damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one also. Um. <laughs> But there, but you got to talk about this other one before we talk. Yeah, about there's. That I got one big one that I was saving for last, which oh, yeah, Trey, you've, you're also been playing. Um, I definitely wanted to buy Subnautica after Trey talked about it, having heard many good reviews before, and then hearing you liking it too, which is kind of like you know he likes it, like the life serial guy, because you just don't like <laughs> seem like these are your, your kind of game. Usually, you know, didn't really like Minecraft that much and stuff. Yeah, so, I, well, I, uh, I, I mean, I said it last week, but Subnautica has, it's a little bit more focused than Minecraft. You, you, I mean, I've said it many times on the show, but I like something that has like more of a driving story and Subnautica has like a point. I'm not just like making houses for the fun of it or whatever, like, like Minecraft. So Subnautica kind of feels more like Dragon Quest Builders for me, where it's like, there's an, there's an overarching theme here. Like we're doing something like we're part of, you know. There's a sto- overall. There's a story happening, and that's part of what I liked about that one. Plus, it's fucking terrifying. But continue. it is. So I, uh, I decided that. Well, I said here it reminded me a little bit of like a game meeting the hype, just like Stardew Valley did. And maybe it's not as good as Stardew, and not as addictive as Stardew, but it's pretty fun. And um, it took me a little while. I'd say I had to play it at least an hour before I really was just like, okay, this is actually fun because the amount of systems. You know, it's like I was saying last week. Like this, the amount of systems. Even just seeing it when when you were playing was seemed really overwhelming to me. But it's just like any other of these resource games where you just have to get used to the systems, and you just need they need to become sec- second nature, and then you can actually start enjoying the game. Because now I can go around and be like, "Hey, there's a rock over there to mine. Hey, there's an acid mushroom I want to grab. Hey, there's, you know, I need to look out for that guy. He's gonna try to run at me or whatever." Yeah. Like. <laughs> So Swim at you. once you, yeah, once you start figuring out the, the the game world a little more, then it starts becoming a lot more fun because then you start to feel like freedom within the limitations. And so, I really wanted to catch up to you, or at least catch up to where you were last week, at least. And uh, I think for the most part, I did most of what you did, except I haven't made the um, sea moth. Oh, okay, yeah, because I haven't I haven't done a whole lot since last week. I made a couple more uh, habitats, just like small yeah. ones, just because. 
because I was like, because oh, I have this big one that I like, and I was like, well, I'll just make some other ones. So I like kind of like I swam out almost as far as I could, and I wanted to put one really, really far out. Yeah. And I put a little habitat, like it's just one room, it's just one tunnel, that's it. But I built, but I was able to put like a replicator in there, and I put a couple lockers in there to keep stuff, and I put like you know the put the uh, solar panel on it and all that. But the thing is, uh, I was building these replicants, re- these uh, I was building these habitats. And I have forgotten to make beacons because, yeah. you know, if you don't have beacons, you'll never find some it of this. You'll, yeah. And I, I built two habitats and I never found the second one. I don't know where it is and I probably never find it because I you'll don't find it because I don't have a beacon. When you, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure eventually I'll find it, but I, I built another, That's such a yeah, Minecraft thing. Minecraft I built another one and I'm like, I have no fucking idea where that is. But I mean, Minecraft is, I would think Minecraft would be a little bit easier to find your stuff because it's above ground. Subnautica's all in the water, and some yeah. shit is like completely dark and like, and depending uh-huh. on whether it's day or night or whatever, like you know, it can get more complicated. Yeah, I was I lost a treasure chest, which doesn't have a whole lot of important stuff in it, but I had like one of those floating treasure chests, and I was within eyesight oh, no. of of my um, escape pod. So I'm like, well, I can see the escape pod from here. I'm just gonna set this down here. I'll be able to find it. Never found it again. It's really not even all that far away from my escape pod. It's probably like. You know, three or four hundred meters away, but I don't, I don't know. I just need to do like a sweep, I guess. But yeah, I could see losing. Um, that's why I w- built my habitat right by the escape pod. And I'm like, well, this makes the most sense for now. But I immediately regretted it because I wanted it to be somewhere cooler. And so I, I, I went bet- about, I went about a kilometer away from my uh, habitat and built a new one today, and I really like it. Like, did you actually did, like? Did you build it by the creep vine? That's where I put mine. I put mine by the creep vine. You know, like those vines? They're called the creep yeah, yeah, vines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was going to try to build over there, but I decided I wanted to go even further. So my new habitat is 170 meters down. Oh. And I, I just like having a nice deep C1. And it's right next to, like, the uh, the, the fall off or whatever you want to call it. Like, Did you? Uh, did so you... there's a big rock wall to the left of my habitat that's just covered in like stuff to collect. So I was like, this seems like a good place. So I've been able to get a lot of ore and quartz and stuff and salt deposits. They're all kind of in that area. It's where all the mushroom, the mushroom things are, the mushroom trees. I was going to say, did you find a way to like make like a pipe chain or something? Like, how are you powering it since it's, since it's so deep? It's just with the solar panel. It's working fine. Okay. Guess I'm not sure how deep you can go with the solar panels. Yeah, I figured power. eventually it would stop working, but it's working fine. Um, maybe the batteries charge quicker or, or slower, rather. Um, but yeah, I've managed to move everything over there. I have almost all my stuff moved over there now, and I really like it. So it's really close to a huge piece of wreckage as well. So I've been kind of investigating that. And uh, there's like a sealed door that I have to figure out how to open inside of this piece of wreckage. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Because you have to, you know, you have to scan pieces of stuff before uh-huh. you before you build it. So, yeah. So, so I need it. So I need. I, I don't know how to make the laser cutter thing, which can cut through doors. And I and I'm all, I almost have it done. I just need to find the other part of it. And I'm like, because you can yeah, return you to the more. same part again. I just I didn't know where it was. There's so usually was more than one, or there's usually more pieces than you need that you can scan. As from what I've learned. Then you'll just get resources if you keep scanning them afterwards. Yeah, they, they kind of like re they, they kind of respawn. I guess you can go and scan them again. But I've I've starved and and uh, died of thirst so many times. Like, oh no! Just that part stresses me out so much. You got to catch those little those little purple uh, fish. I, yeah, I caught the a one bunch fish. of them. So I started figuring that out, and I uh, 
and I have a bunch of water stocked up now and a bunch of food. So I, I am finally getting to the point where I'm a little less stressed about going, you know, I'll bring a couple extra batteries with me. I've got, what's the thing that makes you swim faster that you hold? Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. I forget what it's called though. Yeah. It's got, That's a, how it's I got travel, a little, yeah. it's got a little propeller in the middle of it. And yeah, that thing really helps until you get the uh, sea moth, which goes way quicker or yeah. well, you can, you can also refill your oxygen in there as well. I, I don't think I ever actually completely died from, uh, from like a loss of water or food, but I, but I sure ran out of oxygen. I'll just let myself die because I'm like, I don't feel like stressing out about it. I'm just going to stand here and die. You know, get my meters filled back up. I I like, I like, I like the chase. Actually, there is, there was one time I haven't put it on Twitter yet, but I recorded a video of it, but I was like going towards the surface of the water and I was running out of oxygen, running out of oxygen. And I completely ran out of oxygen and everything went completely black, Uh but I kept swimming and then, like oh. a few seconds later, I was alive. On the, it was so cool. Like I, I was alive, like out it's of like the water. It's like you're starting to yeah. black out. Yeah. Yeah. But you and can act. Your but character's you, like. <gasps> but you still get a few extra seconds after you supposedly die in the game, mm-hmm. and you can still come back to life. And I was like, wow, okay. I was like, I, I went to the edge of death in the mm-hmm. game and still made it back. Like it was. One thing about the cool. mushroom forest yeah. where I'm at is that you'll get like. You'll be like, oh shit! I need to go to the surface, and I'm down like over two hundred and like two hundred something meters down at that point. And I'm like, time to swim up. And then you like get stuck under the mushrooms. You're like, no! And you get stuck under another mushroom cap, and you're like, shit! I'm gonna die. And I actually did end up dying one time because I got kept getting stuck, and it was really annoying. But luckily, my habitat was nearby, so I didn't lose too much. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of for me is like where I'm inside of a ship, and I'm like, or I'm inside of some downed like uh, whatever, and. And I and I and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah you only got like uh, thirty seconds left of oxygen and I'm like oh shit and then I forget where all the doors are or like how yeah. I got there and then I'm just just like swimming around frantically trying to figure out how to get out of the out of the structure and then I yeah and then I end up I've dying had, in there because I can't find my way out yeah. quick enough yeah I've had a couple of weird glitches uh, the the glitch I've had happen the most often will be I'm in my escape pod and I is when I first enter it. It's like if I don't move at all before I start accessing my, you know, either my like replicator or whatever the hell it's called, fabricator or the radio or whatever, after I'm done using it, it won't let me move. I'm just like stuck. And I'm oh. like, what the hell is going on? So like usually the way I fix that is by exiting the pod. And sometimes that doesn't work either. Like I'll climb the ladder and then I'm just like standing above it, not able to move. Oh, weird. I haven't had to do like a hard reset yet, but... Oh, I, usually yeah, it dig, usually it takes some fiddling around to get my character to like be able to move again, and that's really annoying because like sometimes I'll be like you know, please drink water now, and I'm like I want to, but I can't do anything. Oh damn! Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't run into that problem yet. The craziest glitch I had happened so far though was the moment you talked about last week where they're coming to rescue you when you go to meet them. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and I went inside of that facility like because i got i got there like 20 minutes early oh yeah that place like, is cool. well, i got time to kill so i went inside of the faci- i found like the the tablet to unlock the door i went inside the facility and i was you know i'm, I'm exploring and i'm just like holy crap like this is huge but there's not really anything in here just like a few things here and there and then i thought i was gonna die when you fall down that hole you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah and then i didn't die and that was cool but then all of a sudden i saw oh sh- shit i have like one minute to get back to the spot I want to make sure I get there. Yeah. I walked all the way back to the exit and I went out of the exit and then it started glitching out like crazy. Like the whole oh, no. ground disappeared and I could just see like, you know, an infinite drop underneath. Oh no. Where the ground was. And there was like invisible walls around me where I couldn't 
get anywhere. And what I ended up having to do is I kept going back inside and trying to go out the door over and over again. Eventually it let me walk and I was basically just like floating in midair, walking through some solid stuff. And then it fixed itself. Mostly I got down to the shore where they were supposed to meet me and I saw them flying in. And then I looked back at the alien building and there's just like a big floating cube. Like the building had completely disappeared. There's just oh, a big whoa. floating cube, which I think was supposed to be the gun yeah. it shot them down, but the building was gone. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't there anymore. And so I'm like, what the hell? So I like jumped in the water, jumped back out. Cool. I jumped in the water and kind of tried to swim towards where the ship went down to see if there was anything, which I don't know how far away it was. I gave up after a while. And then when I sw- when I went back to the island, like everything was back to the way it was before. But yeah, it, it glitched out hardcore. And I was really, really worried that I was going to have to like redo because I hadn't saved in a while. Oh, I, th- I mean, I think it auto saves or I thought it did. I don't know. Does it? Yeah. Well, needless to say, though, like seeing that was really cool because I was like, you know, like you said, it's it's got a narrative to it. So it kind of like gives you something to strive for yeah that's anyway su- yeah it sucks i can't that, find yeah. i also can't find cave sulfur which pisses me off i've literally never found it oh i know where sulfur is it, you and know, i need sulfur to build the repair tool and, so, I, and i had a i had a breach in my first habitat because i was like not really thinking about it. i didn't really know the rules of building the habitat oh so you I Oh, so I you, just kept building yeah. it. It got bigger and bigger. And I'm like, this is going to be huge. I'm going to make it like a. I was going to make it like a full ring. So, so you made you made a habit. Like a you, you made a habitat builder before you made a, a, a repair gun. I've literally never seen cave sulfur in my eight hours of play. Wow. Okay. So you know when you go into a cave and there's that that fish that like comes, it'll like come out of a thing that opens and it like yeah, kind of yeah. screams at you and explodes. Basically, like a missile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing that opens that it comes out of, that's where the sulfur is. Oh, it's in there. Okay. Well. So you'll have a bunch of them now because they're all over the place. But yeah, when it when it's like and it comes at you and it blows up, you know, mm-hmm. which I could never find a really good way to dodge those guys. But yeah, you just gotta swim away from them really quick. Yeah, but that's where the sulfur is. It's in that thing that opens that they come out yep. of. I've built quite a bit of things at this point. I'm about eight hours in. Um, I went to an area where the the computer was like, are you sure you want to be here? We're detecting a lot of Leviathans, so it might not be worth it. <laughs> yeah. So I saw like a, sh- a giant moving shape, like off in the distance, like it was far enough away that it hadn't rendered it, but I could kind of see like a sh- giant shadow. And I'm like, I really don't want to go there. Have you, have so you I gone, didn't. have you gone to the giant ship that's on fire that you see? Like when you I first tried to, and I died of radiation poisoning immediately, but I haven't tried going back since oh, I built so my you, suit. Oh, so you don't have a, because I, I built a radiation suit, but there's regardless of that, there is a giant fish that's swimming around there that will that will kill you pretty quickly. So be careful if you if you yeah. get your radiation suit. And that's what I was talking about last week when I went there with the sea moth, mm-hmm. and the creature attacked me, and then I had and then I like had to go back and get the sea moth and get it out of that there. That was literally the first thing I destroyed. did was yeah. try to swim to that ship, and I died of radiation poisoning. I didn't I didn't get killed by a fish, but I actually like climbed up on it like I was on it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been I've been on it too. Uh, I well, I went over there because I wanted to check all around it, and you can find a lot of like uh, metal metal stuff and shit like that over there. But yeah, once the um, there is a giant fish that's swimming around, and and yeah, towards the front of the ship, he will he will like they will kill you every time you go there. So I haven't been going over there lately, but yeah, you're you're uh, pretty close to where I'm at. I'm surprised you did all that stuff without making the because I, I made the repair thing so I could repair the. Uh, pod that it starts you with because mm-hmm. it says it's going to explode if you don't if you don't repair that so yeah i might i i need sulfur i think I've, that's kind of holding me back right now but 
I think I'm pretty happy with my base. Well, now you know. Oh, yeah, right. So the first base I built, I made it too big. And all of a sudden, I noticed there's water pouring in. I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. What do I do? It's like, to fix it, you remove, you know, it, right? either you repair yeah. it or you remove the unit completely. Well, I had like five uh, storage lockers in it full of stuff. I'm like, I can't do that. So then I was scared I was going to lose my stuff in the storage lockers, which I don't think you do. But I left the habitat and completely fill up with water. I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? So I go to quit. It said, you haven't saved for five minutes. I'm like, mm, that's mm-hmm. fine. So I quit, and then I came back, and it was fine. Like, the breach hadn't happened. So the breach happened as a result of, I guess, trying to make it too big without reinforcing it. Yeah, because you, so, yeah, you can build those, like, whatever wall things that you can stick on yeah. the side of it or whatever. I haven't had to do that yet because my mine's not that big. My so. new one's only three or four. It's four long, and one of them's just a glass, so I can just look. And I reinforce the hell out of that thing. I'm like, from now on, I'm just refor- reinforcing the shit out of all my bases so that i don't have to worry about that because that was genuine panic moment i was having like i thought i was going to lose all my stuff and i mean like i said it was like four or five storage lockers just completely full of ore and uh, lots of ingredients that i had been hoarding Mm. but i feel kind of dumb i didn't discover the lockers until just like last night like i didn't i just hadn't figured it out like i was using those floating chests for everything and those things are annoying to access (laughs) yeah i only i had two that i put by the escape pod at the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the game so but i barely i just used them then but then i was like once i started making habitats i just made because you can easily you can so easily just make like one just one piece of a habitat and you can put Mm -hmm. like five lockers in there so that's just what i've been doing well so i like it Hey, but I'm sorry like that it like wigged out on you or whatever. It got all like uh, it, it I broke. Mean, it was. It was. <laughs> the, the I thought broke. for a second that I was just gonna have to like reload everything, and it was. I was definitely freaking out about it. But no, it looks fine. It's fine. I saw the sh- ship get shot down, but now I actually don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just hanging out collecting resources, but it hasn't given me any other waypoints or anything. That's pretty much where I'm at too. Like, well, well you'll get like stuff from the radio that'll say like, go check this out, go check that out. But yeah, it told me it. that one time and it, then it never gave me any coordinates. I'm really confused about that. It was like pod four. Again, I have, I've found a few pods out when I'm just exploring, but maybe it's one that I already discovered. And Oh, you can actually, uh, if you go into the menu, like when you hit the minus button, you can actually go in and look at all the pods that the thing has ever told you about. And you can like select, you can select whether there'll be a thing on the map or not. Oh, okay. And well, you can, then I'll definitely try doing that. And you can change the color too, so not everything's blue. You can make everything, you can make it like red or orange or or whatever to make it stick out more. And you can, yeah, because if you go and look at a thing and you go there once, it won't show the waypoint anymore. So then you have to go back and restart it and all that shit. Well, I'm really interested in how big this map actually is. I would have to look online, but I mean, it, I know it looks so. Big. It, this is game. What a big way it's different than Minecraft is that it's not a randomly generated map. It's everybody's got the same map. Um, I guess there's some items that generate in different spots, like the ones you need to progress. But for the most part, like everybody's playing the same game, so mm-hmm. that definitely I feel is a bit more of a driving force to to see it through, or at least like get to some sort of ending in it. So I'll, I'm going to keep playing it, but. Eight hours already. I mean, I would say it's got its hooks in me. Yeah, and I know. Sam, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you like it. And um, and I, I haven't run into glitches like that. But I don't know. It was slow. It was slow going for me at first. I really didn't know if I was gonna like care enough to keep playing. But once it finally, once I got the, the gameplay loop like beat into my consciousness, pretty much. Now I'm like thinking about the game when I'm not playing it. Like I kind of want to add this to my base, or 
I want to actually head that direction and see what's over there. I don't know if I have yet, like that kind of stuff. That's it for me this week. I'm mostly some Nautica. All right, John, just die already. Not you, but the game. Yes, let's be clear. The game, <laughs> just die already. I bought it. And uh, this was a game I was looking forward to from the moment that I saw the trailer. I just thought this is like such a funny concept where you're playing as a bunch of old people and they call it, they call it an old people mayhem simulator. That's the subtitle of the game. And from the creators of goat simulator, which I love that game. And I love, you know, comedy uh, physics games, like pretty much every one of them that I played, I I liked them to some degree. Uh, And this one is no different. Uh, I I like this game. That said, I think that uh, because it's less janky, and more polished than Goat Simulator, that actually takes a little bit away from it. But that was the charm of Goat Simulator, right? Where you would run around and you'd see the goat's head flopping all over the place. And, you know, things would clip into other things, and and the visuals looked kind of cheap, kind of thrown together a little bit. That made the game. That that served the comedy of the game. This game, they made it more polished and. I go back and forth. I think maybe in some ways it's better, but in some ways it also loses something because I, I, I don't think that they've improved that much on the actual um, structure and the gameplay of Goat Simulator. Like they, they improved the visuals and the presentation a lot. It looks very pretty. Like It looks like a nice cartoony style game. It has a very humorous visual touch to it. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of... I don't want to say I'm on the fence. I like this game. There's just a few things that that kind of hold it back a little bit. Um, I, I I watched a, I watched a review of it on IGN and they were pretty harsh on it. They gave it like a five out of ten. They they gave it a five. And they said I can't just they said that some of the controls didn't work. Is that did you run into that problem too? Where like you're supposed to be able to grab something and you don't grab it, or it's not a kind so of so the way that it controls is that you have. Uh, you can grab things with both of your arms and you grab with it's um contact it's contact sensitive so when you if you walk up to something and your left arm happens to be closer to that thing it's gonna say uh you know left button um but if you turn around and then your right arm is closer now it's gonna be your right arm uh your right the right button that you gotta push and so maybe that's where they're kind of they kind of had some some problems with that I personally didn't have a lot of problems with it yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't have any problems with it really. As far as the controls, I think it's it's okay. My one thing that I wished I could could change is that the respawn button is essentially it's the Y button, and I think that maybe it should have been the select button or something, you know, off the main action buttons. Because mm. I sometimes I'll respawn by accident. And I don't mean to. I, I I I see why they put it there because you die a lot in this game. It's part of the whole thing. It's part of the comedy of it. You're gonna die a lot. You die in like really funny, hilarious ways. You'll you'll walk over a manhole cover, and the manhole cover flies up and spouts water and tosses you into uh, an electric wire, and then you explode into pieces. And you know, that's that's funny. Um, so I see why they put it there because you're gonna die a lot in this game. I just wish that it was possible to remap the buttons in some way. Thankfully, I've got this controller. Say, maybe you, I will do that. You can do that. <laughs> you have a controller that allows you to do that. So, mm-hmm. so it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it has like a. It, it reminds me of Goat Simulator in a lot of ways, in that the the design of the world is kind of it's a little bit empty and a little bit scattershot. If you remember that that game, 
it, it didn't it, it had some cool things like you turn a corner you go into a house you'd see something interesting but it definitely doesn't have the sort of smoothness of a, a grand theft auto where like that feels like a real city this does not feel like a real city this feels like something that a game designer made and hmm. um, it does. It, it feels like an like an indie version of an open world game. So go into it with that in mind. Um, I think also it could benefit from more story and structure. It does open with like a little hint, hint of a story, but that's all you're pretty much going to get. Where you're in a, a nursing home and you don't like it there, and you're trying to get kicked out of the nursing home. So you're like terrorizing the other old people and breaking all the rules and then finally you get kicked out of the nursing home like like uh, dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince uh-huh. uh, you would get kicked out it's exactly that same thing mm-hmm. and that's when the music swells up and the game opens up and now you're playing the game proper I think that's it, it for the story i think it was just um, jazz that got thrown out like that you mean you mean like how they were like thrown out of the door or right out yeah of the yeah yeah. Door? yeah yeah from there you have a bucket list which is just your you know checklist of different objective objectives uh there's no really like there's no there's no carrot dangling enticing you to progress. It's just you have a bucket list, check off the items. I wish there was a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, there's there's no yes. like over there's no yeah, like, that's, that yeah. reminds me a little bit of a uh, Untitled Goose Game because that was kind of how that was. There, you know, like that's not, yeah, numbers. that's the same too. But Untitled Goose Game was also I mean I guess it was kind of an open world, but you know you had that. It was more that, like yeah, levels that were connected to make one world. Yeah, and you could only see so much of that game mm-hmm. at one time, so it was kind of a little bit more direct, a little bit more obvious what you were supposed to do next. And and this one is like just kind of it, it invites you to just mess around. And if hey, if you want to do some of these checklist things, you can. Also, I tried the multiplayer, and I couldn't get into a game with with anybody. So I, I don't really have an honest opinion of it. I but mean, from what yeah. I've Maybe nobody From got what it. I've seen. Maybe you're the only one that got it. I don't know. I mean, a lot of Maybe those. Not, yeah. it, what sucks about multiplayer for a lot of these games is, yeah, if it's, I mean, if people aren't playing it, then you can't. It's like it's like you know Doom. It's like the original Doom or like 2016 Doom. Like I, I loved the multiplayer on that, but it only lasted for a couple months. Like if you try it now, there's nobody on there, so it's like you can't can't play anything. I was kind of curious about that, so I thought, how can I test and see if there's anybody else who's who's currently playing right now. So I went on on Twitch, and you know on Twitch you can see how many people are watching any particular game. Oh, like yeah, I think yeah. Minecraft was like 80,000 people were currently watching Minecraft when I went on. And for for just I already, 15 people were watching. Oh, wow. So wow. I think that's the answer right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, it varies. For Yeah, I did a similar thing with Subnautica. Like when I first got it while I was editing, I wanted to just have something on the TV in the background. So I just watched some random person stream Subnautica on Twitch, you know, but I do that where I just look up a game and then just, you know, I did the same thing with uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 last night. I was trying to find what the exact title of it was on Twitch. And then I, you know, I saw that like 400 other people were playing it. And a lot of them were at the same spot that I was from having it like four days before them, probably or whatever, you know. But yeah, if there's only 15 people play watching it, it's kind of like, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe it's gonna take time to catch on. I, I hope it catches on because I think the concept is funny, and it would be fun to mess around with people online. From what I gather, though, currently I, I'm 
I don't think there's any real competition aspect to the multiplayer. I think it's literally just the single player, but with more people in it. Yeah, I could be wrong. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just two of you just going around and causing havoc or whatever at the same time yeah. in the same. Is area. this a uh, does it have like a character creator or you choose like a character from a stock? There's four characters to pick from. There's no character creator. Uh, I think this game has a lot of potential though, which is why I'm still giving it a recommend. It has a lot of potential. The concept is really funny, and if they could actually put some some interesting competitive aspect to the multiplayer. I think it's something that could get a lot of attention on on Twitch over time. This could be like an Among Us where it doesn't catch on for eighteen months or however long that like, was. Like five years. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that out for years before it finally it became a couple a thing? years? Yeah, it was like two it was years. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a couple of years. I mean, it also um, also like it's it's fucking dirt cheap. Like you, uh, I mean, you bought it for right. what twelve dollars because it's bucks. on sale, and I think the regular price is fifteen or something like that. So it's. Even at fifteen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna play it for a while more. And, uh, you know, I like Goat Simulator a lot. I think I got ten or fifteen hours out of that game, so I expect about the same for this one. Um, also, I should mention that um, uh, in addition to the funny concept, like the animations are really good, and in addition to the the visual design, just the way things are are animated, it's like a nice bright cartoon, and the gore is over the top and funny. Like you, I mentioned before, you can explode and your body like it gets torn apart. Well, when you respawn, your body parts are still going to be there. So you you can go back and grab your old head and like chuck it at somebody and kill somebody <laughs> by throwing your head at them. Oh, that's cool! It's just so funny. Yeah, yeah. reminds me of like a what zombie you, where you die mm-hmm. and you have to come back and get your items from your from your dead self and your new self. That was like one of the only cool things about that game. But yeah. Yeah, I can. I encourage the developers to keep at it, add some more to the multiplayer, and uh, do what you can to get the get the uh, people watching on Twitch and to get involved with this game. I think there's a lot of potential here, so I'm I'm giving it a recommended. It's my my game of the week. The other thing that I got as far as purchases was I bought a one terabyte micro SD card. I can't oh, believe you bought it. I can't believe you it went. Is. So it's like, yeah, it's like you're you're like a you're like man eater too expensive. Two, it's yeah. like two hundred dollar uh, card. Sure, it's like what? <laughs> okay, I don't know. It was one sixty. It doesn't make any. I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's still so way too expensive for me. I mean, that's like the price of a Switch Lite, practically a refurbished one. You get one for like one seventy nine. So I've been I've been deleting games for like three months now. Join My the card club, is, man. is totally full. <laughs> I've been doing it for five years, or for however long the Switch has been out for. I thought about it and. So I have a 200 gigabyte card. I was like, well, I could buy the 400 gigabyte card for cheaper. But okay, if we're four years into the Switch, I'm probably going to have end up with double the amount of games, let's say, right? And I think I have currently over 250 gigabytes worth of games. So maybe 300 gigabytes. So let's say I, by the end of the Switch lifecycle, I'm going to have 600 gigabytes, which means that I'll need a one terabyte card at some point, unless I want to keep switching games and deleting games i don't want to do that so i just went for it it was on sale um, i looked at the you know the next closest uh, price was like 230 dollars for the same card at, at best buy uh, but i bought it on amazon for 160 and i'm glad i did it so it's a whole other thing about storage to again come of that this that it's going to keep dropping in price hopefully it always does but. hopefully hopefully the switch pro still takes uh, the same cards when that's when that suck of it, then I'll be mad. One. Okay, then I'll be <laughs> yeah. seeing about the refund policy. 
Yeah. I mean, it was 2017 when they said that the Switch will accept up to two megabyte or two tega- terabyte, megabyte, yeah, two terabyte SD cards, and those I don't even think they exist yet. Well, I, I remember because we had a when we had six on our show, uh, they they said that didn't didn't they find like a a, a two terabyte on the ground and it ended up really? not working on the system? Do you remember that? It, you have to go I back. At, yeah, they 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 said that it was a. Uh, that it didn't because I thought maybe the switch hadn't been updated to even have that high of a card in there yet. I don't know, but yeah, I just all it I'm was, saying is that the, the in 2017 they're like this is compatible with something that doesn't exist yet, which oh, makes yeah, me yeah. hope that the new switch would be the same. It's like a five terabyte well, thing or something. Yeah, backwards thinking. I've I've thought but, about it. I thought about it a bunch of times getting a terabyte card, but I just can't. I just can't. I, was thinking I can't do that. Like, I can't pay one hundred and seventy dollars for a fucking card. One hundred and seventy dollars like, for a piece of plastic. It's like that big. That's no way. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, I paid more than that. I paid more than that for all. If you know, it's just a few digital games that literally don't exist physically. So yeah, I mean, it's just it. Yeah, I mean, you could. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I also with, thought about too. I'm like fine all with the deleting games. stuff. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I delete shit off my Switch all the time. I got rid of The Witcher. See you later, Geralt. Enough <laughs> of you. I, don't know, I thought about all the games that I've, I've bought that I don't currently have on the system, and it's like some of them I might want to play again, but to go to the trouble of switching them out, now I'm not getting what I've already paid for with those games. So, all right, I, I, I think it's worth it for the 160 and anybody else who wants to give it a try, uh, I think it's on sale for a couple more days. It, yeah, it depends on how much space you need. It's just for me, it's just too high. Like that's way too high. Like I can't spend like one hundred sixty dollars on a. On It'll a card. make changing your when you do if you do get a new switch, if there's an updated version or whatever. It'll make mm-hmm. getting your games onto that a lot easier. You'll just be like, oh, sure, pop just it put out. it all on the one thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I I think that's a cool forward thinking thing to buy. That is that price tag does kind of give me the whoo. But if I had the money, I I probably would grab it. Yeah, anything that's over a hundred dollars for me is like, mm, it's like, uh, well, number one, I can't afford it, but number two would be like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, I'll save that sort of spending for when I'm actually w- working again. But uh, but I, don't, I, I mean, remember at the start, the, the star show, John didn't even have when he came on the show, he didn't even have a switch or wait, you had just gotten a switch, but the first time you were on the show, you didn't have one. Yeah, the first when I guessed it, I did not have a switch. And now look, he's got more memory than us combined. Yeah, together. Wow. Well, almost. I mean, I think it. I mean, you're still like 128 or something, right, Jeremy? Or I have a 256 card now. Yeah, you have the two, and I have like the 500 or 600, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, it is more than both of us combined. So that means you got That means you got to put more games on there. I guess I have to. Yeah, because you got all that space. Well, I got an Apple Arcade free trial again for six months. I, I, I got a te- I got a text from Verizon about that. They texted me about it too, but I still didn't. Yeah. It's the same thing I was talking about Shin Megami Tensei Four. Man, I don't want to play anything on my phone. It's just like I don't. You don't like even want to try Fantasian, the Final Fantasy Creator game. You can play it on your laptop. I can't. I can't play it on my laptop. It's not uh, new enough because Apple's a big giant island of assholes. But uh, no, I, I can't play it because it's not an old, it's not a expensive new enough computer. So it has it has to be a certain uh, operating system to to use the Apple Arcade on, on your computer. So so fuck them. But no, uh, yeah, no, I I just yeah. If I get if I run out of games to play on the Switch, would probably won't happen. I'll get Apple Arcade. There's a bunch of games on there now. That, I mean, this was true before, but even more so now. 
that were in previous directs. Oh like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember that. Like the one, the two, mm-hmm. whatever, uh, t- uh, whatever, um, whatever their names are, uh, Nini and PP or whatever that one is with the <laughs> with the brothers who where the one guy makes the game for the other one. I remember you playing that on Apple. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's still on there. Um, a fold apart, manifold gardens on there. Yeah, a huge thing. It's just for me. It's the play. I just don't want to play anything on my phone, and that's my only option. And I don't want to pay a hundred fucking dollars to get a fucking controller for my phone. I'm not getting the fucking backbone thing, also because that's stupid. Like I'll wait. I'll wait till these games are on Switch. Like it's I don't know. That's 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 me on that. But I just don't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't play it on my. I can't play it on my on my phone. It's too tiny. And, well, anybody yeah. else out there who's a Verizon member who didn't check your text messages this morning? You can cash in your free uh, Apple Arcade trial, and you get six months. Yeah, I can't. I, played, be- I can't believe they straight up texted me. Well, I mean, obviously they know my number because it's my because it's because it's a cell phone. But <laughs> they just straight up texted me like, "Oh yeah, do you know?" And and I thought about it for a second, but I'm like, I'm not gonna play it. At least not now. I got too much other stuff to do. So. I think that says a lot about how hard Apple must be pushing this. Like they really want everyone to like, get into <laughs> Apple Arcade. Yeah, they want it to be like the Game Pass. I just don't. Yeah, Apple I, users. I, I just don't want to play. I, I hate my phone so much. Like I hate even looking at it. So I don't want to. I don't want to play phone. I don't want to play games on it. Games are supposed to be a place where I escape to a happy place. I don't want to think about mm-hmm. fucking phones and how much I hate them. I mean, <laughs> I think that's a huge reason I don't even play PC games that much for the same reason because I have access to all that other crap that distracts me on the same system. Yeah. I played Prehistoric Man on Nintendo Switch Online, so we're, go- we're going with the uh, classic Caveman game theme this week. Poor man's Joan Mac. Yeah, yeah poor man's Joan Mac. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It's. I was just thinking about like I was playing. And I was like, man, like you know, so many people were into were into dinosaurs at this time. I mean, I would have loved. I thought it was not that bad. Yeah. I, was, I was a little surprised. I thought it was a pretty decent game, but in comparison to Joan Mac, maybe. I don't know. I have, to, I, have to try, I have to play that game more to give a final conclusion on uh, uh, what's the best between the two. But I thought it was pretty decent. I liked the, char- the character animations and and controlled pretty well. I thought it was a pretty fast game, too. Like when he gets running, I was like, ooh, this is a little bit like Sonic the Hedgehog or something, that kind of speed. So I, I'd give it a try again. I, I, I saved the game after I played it because I thought maybe I'd go back to it. Did you beat it? No, I only played like three levels or something like that. I was just trying to take the, the uh, 8-bit dough for a spin, and that was the one that I ended up playing the most out of the couple of games that I tried. It looks it looks a lot like Joe and Mac. I'm looking at it right now. It's like the same game, but without the it Joe does. and Mac names on there. I mean, with the, I like with the same like uh, it, I mean, a lot of the backgrounds look very similar, and and like the sprites as well. One thing I liked about this game, this is like kind of a silly thing to like, but the way that they actually they talk they talk in the game. It was like the characters in Moon. It was that same kind of gibberish, but they did it way back on the Super Nintendo. I thought it was charming. I played some other games with my nephew. I beat Armored Core again, that awesome robot game on the the beat 'em up bundle that we all played together. Yeah, I wondered if you played. I, I was listening to a podcast about Final Fight, where like one of the guys on there was talking about playing Final Fight with their with like their kids, and I was like, oh, I wonder if John's ever broken out that that uh beat 'em up. But I guess you did. So that answered my think, questions. Yeah, I think he's he's a little too young for Final Fight because of knives and you know, all that stuff in there. He, he's only five. He'll never, he'll giant never, robots. He'll never That's know, cool. man. <laughs> Trash cans getting thrown. He'll, he'll never know. He'll never know about the call men and the prostitutes on there and all that stuff. Never even notice it. 
But yeah, Armored Core is amazing. If anybody's not played that, we had a great time playing it a couple months ago. And uh, you can beat it like half an hour. We sat down for half an hour. And it might be the, you know, I don't know if it's, it's the first game he's ever beaten, but it's probably among the first games that he's ever beaten. And he was so proud at the end when I showed him the high scores and his name was at the top of the high score. I didn't tell him that it was all. That it, re- it resets every time. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, but we had, we had a cool experience know. with that. And we tried Pac-Man Championship, Championship Edition 2, which I bought that game back when it was on sale for six bucks. Mm-hmm. I really never played it. I think I played it for 10 minutes. It's a uh, the the game is actually Armored Warriors, by the way. You you're kind of throwing me for a loop there because I was trying to look up Armored Core, and Armored Core is like a, oh okay, it's like a 3D uh, it's like a 3D robot it's an shooter, RTS, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Got it wrong. Armored Warriors is what it's called. I was like, what the fuck? I thought maybe that? I got it wrong. I took a guess and I was wrong. Armored Warriors, play Armored Warriors, everybody. And Pac-Man Championship Edition too. This is the first time I really I really actually tried the game, which is interesting because we're just a little bit after Pac-Man '99 now, and and the game's kind of Maybe at a glance, looks pretty similar, but this is actually pretty different. Does it, especially because I played it uh, two players with my nephew, and that's kind of fun. I don't know if you guys ever tried the two-player version, but you have to um, essentially squish the ghosts together, like you're cooperating to come in from different sides, and yeah. you press in like and you squish them. Attack. Yeah. yeah, flank them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Different way to play Pac-Man. I played Tetris 99, and I finally, after all this time, got the Game Boy theme. So oh, it's hey, worth there, it, isn't there it? you go. You made yep. enough. You made enough points for it. So there you go. That's good. It was worth it. Isn't yes. It, isn't it pretty awesome to play with the Game Boy theme and it still makes that weird noise when you get the yeah, yeah. when you get the testers that go yeah yep. I played with it for a couple of rounds and then I'm like, you know what? Actually, the original theme is more practical and and actually works a lot better. So I went back to it. But oh, I yeah. have the Game Boy theme in my pocket, ready to go anytime I want. And that's all I really wanted. Just the knowledge that I have it. So I'm good. Well, there, I mean, there's like a, there's also like a Zelda theme and a Mario theme and some other, and like Donkey Kong and stuff like there as well that are worth unlocking. So you have that. To, I got to go in and go get those next. Too. That's on the list. And finally, my grand achievement of the week across 900 hours in Mario Maker. <laughs> Hold for applause. Damn. Were you playing with your nephew or is it just you playing? He was there for all, myself. all 900 of the hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put him, put him through like 500 of that. Yeah. You will sit here and watch me play. Yep. I, I think the highest. Oh. I, I think the highest hours. I, like, I, got, I have to go to work, Uncle John. That's like I think the <laughs> highest I got was like 500 hours for Animal Crossing, probably total for for any Switch game. So mm-hmm. same, hooray! And that has to be your Gun highest in for a thousand most played. Yeah, I mean, it definitely some, is. I mean, some the next closest have, is 500 yeah. for for Rocket League. I mean, I've seen people who have like put like thousands of hours into like Monster Hunter or uh, Splatoon or whatever, and I just Fortnite. Yeah, I just never. Never got that. Never got that high. Just five hundred for Animal Crossing. All right. Well, uh, we could. Uh, I know we normally we've been talking about the book. Do you want to still try to do that? I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about this chapter, but I don't just because we've been. I don't going, either. Why don't we push that to next week? Continue mm-hmm. the Nintendo okay. Made Book Club next week. I like that. I and, like that idea. And thanks for hanging out for so late with us, Philip. Sorry if we're going too long. I, I know it's pretty. I mean, you're you're. I mean, it's almost like one a.m. And you're you're in CST, right? The second yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's let's just wrap it up there. Uh, there's not really a whole lot to talk about in news, unless we, you know, Jeremy and I, we come might we might Dragon. come back and talk about Dragon Quest. Which I think have. we will because I accidentally looked at Twister. I accidentally looked at Twitter. And Shh, I don't want to hear anything. I'm not going to tell you. I wish I had <laughs> though. Don't spoil it. 
I'm going to try. Oh, it's well. it's so hard to look at shit online and not, especially when you're trying to watch like directs and it already happened. Like, I don't want to see like fucking Mick Joe or whatever doing his like reaction of it. I want to just find the fucking video. And it's so, it's so hard to find like the actual video instead of like seeing some asshole like watching it and, you know, getting <laughs> thousands of views or whatever for it. That's so dumb. But yeah, I, I love Mick Joe. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I don't know. That's my, that's my made up uh, YouTube name there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll come back and do, you know, if we don't, I'll cut all this, but we'll, uh, Jeremy and I will come back and talk about Dragon Quest probably. So that'll be that. All right. We're back here after the Dragon Quest live stream. Yeah, it happened. Uh, there were some things. It was, uh, <laughs> I expected more, but there were also some really, really cool stuff in there. And I, I took some notes, of course. So, and you did as well. So we, yeah, can just... I mean, it was cool ish it was very interesting as far as the set and everything yeah i initially said i love the set but it's a little weird it's weird yeah i mean it's it's just weird i was watching i was like wow this is you know thank god for directs because this this stuff is so awkward and awkward and weird and and nothing against the person that was translating it but it did kind of seem like 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 she was just kind of like oh you know here's a dragon quest and whatever it's just like there wasn't a whole lot of excitement and inner voice but i also understand that's an incredibly complicated job to do so mm. you know nothing nothing against you but still it just was kind of yeah, yeah. it was just kind of funny to me that it seemed like she wasn't really that excited about what was happening on the stream but yeah it seems like it'd be really tough to like do conversational stuff on the fly especially yeah. when so many people like they were saying like live they were like over a hundred thousand people are watching right now that has to be freaking like I thought that was funny too, because I'm like a hundred. I'm like, really? That that's as low as you're putting your audience at here, man. I I, I hope. I well, think... live, I think is what he. Meant. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess they were because ta- they were talking about stuff people were saying in the chat. What at one point? Oh okay, yeah. Because I'm like, I, I guess maybe I'm putting them at a higher level just because I love Dragon Quest. I feel like everybody else should love Dragon Quest, even though I know that Dragon Quest is not that popular here in America, but. I feel like Dragon well, Quest was 11 went off pretty that, good. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, I do too. But I think it's, I thought it was really interesting how they made a big deal about this being an international uh, event, which it, which a lot of elements were, but there's... Like half of it was... Close was to half that, of it, yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah. sorry, you don't get this. Sorry. Yeah. Like that watch, that watch looked awesome. Yeah, the watch was cool. Okay, so like, they, they start off, they start showing like a... You know, you know, um, like clothes and stuff. Like it's a, here's here's a metal slime watch. Uh, here's this metal slime shirt. Like, and then right off the bat, they're like, "Oh no, these these things aren't available in America." Sorry. Japan only. Japan only. Yeah, they had like this. Uh, it looked like Uniqlo type stuff. Like wear like this dress mm-hmm. shirt with like little slime insignias on, or like little you know little tiny like slime like not with faces but just like a little like. Yuji Hori seems like a jolly guy. He's like, and you think they're polka dots, but they're not. They're actually little slimes. Yeah. So they start off, uh, they, so they're like, okay, we're going to show six games here, or six upcoming things. Uh, first one is, uh, I don't even know what the name of it is. I put Dragon Quest the Racer Puzzle Game. It's called Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi. Okay. I, I'm not sure if this is, this is probably a mobile game. I mean, I 
I mean, I, I'm watching this and I'm like, I'll get any of these games just because, you know, because yeah, I like free Dragon's to play Quest. for smartphones and tablets. But uh, yeah, Dragon Quest, uh, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like a Pokemon Shuffle, like that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. with Dragon Quest Erasers, like, you know, my wife loves Erasers, so she'd be into it. But uh, well, I was like uh, writing the notes down in real time. And, I, you know, as I was watching it and I'm like, they kind of look like Erasers. And then it turns out they were Erasers. So I kind of felt proud of myself for well, in the when it first when it showed them matching up, there was like a little picture in the background that was getting slowly like erased off uh, the wall. Also, so so that that was a big thing there. But yeah, we got the Dragon Quest Eraser puzzle game. We'll probably get that one because it's a mobile game. I think. Well, it said they were looking for a worldwide release, and I at first thought that he meant like simultaneous, but I don't think they did because later on he's like, w- you know, we'd like to release this this year in Japan, and there will be a an announcement at a later date about our international release. Oh, weird. I mean, I mean, I figured there's probably not that much dialogue or not that much uh, text to translate in this eraser game, but you know, whatever. I mean, you well, could probably, probably still play through it. Probably keep accidentally erasing the text and have to rewrite it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the like, guy said, like the guy, the presenter, the uh, the I guess whoever the developer was, like was like the video ended and then all of a sudden the video starts up again. Actually, Yori-san, like. Her, yeah, yeah, Hori-san, there's actually an eraser hidden in the studio. And that was really funny because the host was like, wait, is this the ones right here? And there's just like a bunch of the racers sitting like right in front of him on the desk. He's like, I thought they said they were going to be hidden. They're like right here. <laughs> yeah, they had they had kind of weird back and forth that was, I don't know, it seemed like Japanese talk show type stuff. But yeah, I don't know. And it was, and, and they were showing like, you know, they're like, okay, well, we're going to show videos. We're going to show trailers. But all the trailers were in like were pretty much all in Japanese, so all the text was in Japanese. So whatever mm-hmm. it was saying, it was like okay, and there was no translation. And and the videos that weren't like Yuji Hori and the other guy was all like subtitled. So I mean that was didn't yeah. have a translator. So it was kind of like okay, it's, and I actually kind of I don't know. I was like, well, it might have been a little less weird if it was subtitled. I don't know. I thought I thought the voiceover was kind of weird, but whatever. But I would uh, prefer a subtitle, I think. But it was a live thing, so they probably thought that would be the easiest way to do it oh yeah because the videos were probably filmed and yeah they might as well just film it all ahead of time and then broadcast it live you know i don't know it made it made me really miss directs because you know they're more to the point but whatever so uh they basically you know they they dive they they dig the knife into our backs and twist it even further by showing a whole lot of footage of dragon quest 10 which is still not getting translated ever and uh, and that, I felt like that was kind of a for being like a international stream. It was kind of shitty to show like all of this footage yeah. of this game that we'll never get in America, which sucks because it's. And they even point out that it's been out for ten years. I mean, this game was on fucking Wii for crying out loud. It was on Wii. It's been on like Wii, Wii U, 3DS, Switch. It's been like on all these different systems, and we can't and we don't have we can't play any of these if we don't speak Japanese. So it's like uh, yeah. That was a big one that, and I even put it in my notes. I was like, "Oh, are we gonna get?" You know, and I knew it probably wasn't gonna happen. But I was like, "Oh, are we gonna get a U.S.? We're we gonna get a translation finally of Dragon." That would have made 10? sense because of the whole, "Hey, yeah. let's do an international stream." Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like, uh, the whole time I'm like, they keep showing this title. Like once they finally showed the title, Dragon Quest Ten, I was like, "Oh wait, wasn't that an online game?" Like I remembered it was online, so I'm like yeah we're not getting that and then every like 30 seconds it would show the title again i'm like wait why do they keep showing the title <laughs> yeah. over and over again so then eventually i was like oh wait are they talking i think what they were doing was they were giving like a history of the game and all the different yeah, versions they're showing all the updates uh, and stuff yeah uh, well they're like oh, so version, then eventually they're like in the, in the future 
version five and version six. Yeah, five point so. five, and then version six, I guess, isn't out yet. But they showed like stuff for mm-hmm. five point five. But yeah, they didn't even. I mean, none of the none of the text that went by it was all in Japanese, and none of it was translated. So it's like, and I and I even thought I tried to like use my phone, like my phone translator, but everything was going so quick that mm-hmm. it was hard for me to. I mean, I I saw it translated, but it was too quick. I could I couldn't really read it and do it at the same time. But I was like, man, I really wish I knew what they were saying here. But yeah, Dragon Quest Ten still not coming out. From what I was looking at it eventually, I, or initially before they showed any sort of title, I'm like, what is this? Is this like, at first I thought maybe it was like a, like an RTS or, you know, something like Advance Wars because of like the perspective was more isometric and kind of like zoomed out. Oh, are you talking about yeah. o- the offline one? Oh, I must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Dra- I guess, no, Dragon Quest X looks like, looks a lot like Eleven. Yeah, Dragon oh, Quest X is, is, uh, is like 3D, is, is like a 3D, um, you know, it's right behind the character, and you can see the character in the foreground, all that stuff. Yeah. So Never it looks, mind. I, ju- I was I was jumping ahead a little. It bit. looks like Dragon Quest Eleven, but that's yeah. Dragon Quest Ten is just one of those things that they're just gonna just tease us forever, and we'll never get. Oh, but, but right, they, they they did make a point to like once like the video was over, then when the developer came on to talk about it a little bit, there was this big disclaimer across the screen that said, "No plan. There are no plans for a worldwide release." Yeah, I mean that doesn't really surprise me. But even weirder than that, and also something we're probably never going to get, is a Dragon Quest X offline mode, which is like, which is like what you're saying is like the weird isometric, like a top-down game. Which I guess is all the stories of Dragon Quest X, but you don't have to have a prescription or have a subscription to do it. I guess I don't know. That's yeah, what I. That's what I think is, is from it. Yeah. So I thought it, was, it maybe it's kind of like you know how they read it. They did like a mobile Final Fantasy 15 that you can actually buy on the Switch. Sure. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the same thing, but with Dragon Quest 10 online somehow. I, I fig I figured they were just trying to yeah just trying to sell Dragon Quest 10 in a different way, except it's like this one you don't need. It says the fact that they said Dragon Quest 10 offline. I figured it was like, oh well, you don't need a you don't need a subscription for this. You don't have to pay like the monthly price or whatever. Uh-huh. So, but you can still like you know see the stories that are in the game. That's what I that's what I gathered from it. Maybe it's trying to get people into it to catch up before the the update for version six. Yeah, also, sure. So yeah, but I don't I, I don't know how that would work because you, you probably can't transfer your data from yeah. one title to the other. Well, yeah, you this can't is, get this online. is really weird to me. It was like the, <laughs> the two. It was like can't sign the in. same. Same kind of name as like 2DS. It's like let's make the name Dragon Quest Ten offline. Yeah, what it lacks from <laughs> its original. Yeah, exactly. So take away the yeah, take away the appeal of the first one. What about what everybody liked about this MMO? But let's make it not uh-huh. online. So it's just it's none of them. It's not an MM or an O. It's none of those things. But they not were really selling that it or a, Yeah, so it was kind of like all right. It was nostalgic visuals and it was a uh, casual. So pretty much this is the casual mode, casual Dragon Quest ten. Sure, <laughs> yeah. But the next one was probably the best thing I think of the whole thing. Absolutely, and this was, was the uh, thing that I accidentally like. I forgot that I wasn't going to look at Twitter. Oh, is that I what you saw? It, yeah, I looked at it briefly when we took the little break, and I like fed my cats and stuff, and I just like instinctively looked at my phone, like opened up the app like an idiot, and it was right there at the top. It was uh, a. <laughs> The co-host of uh, uh, Pat the NAS Punk's podcast, Ian, hmm. just said something about this thing looks like it's going to be awesome. Of course, of course, of course, it was those guys, those jerks. No, I saw, I saw like Bob and uh, Bob and Henry posting stuff also on Twitter, but I didn't look at Twitter until after I watched it. So I wish I wouldn't have. But thankfully, I, I just kind of like just did a search. I, I just did a search on Google, and I was just like, 
Dragon Quest 35th anniversary stream. And the and I went to the website, you know, to like the Dragon Quest YouTube, and right under it, it said Dragon Quest Builders 2 Xbox, and I thought maybe that was part of it because I didn't know that was announced or whatever, but it wasn't. So, so I didn't see any of it. But yeah, Dragon Quest 3 looks like in the same like engine as uh, absolutely the same as Octopath exactly. Traveler. So. That's awesome. I'm totally into that. Yeah. I mean, they were like yeah. HD 2D. Yeah, it's an HD 2D, which is the same thing. Yeah. And then the a developer that spoke worked on Octopath. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm like, good thing I didn't. Good thing I never played the Dragon Quest three that I bought for Switch already, so I can buy it again, I guess, and not really care right. about it. But this—that's kind of what I was thinking too. I'm yeah. like, do I just stop playing three? Like, I haven't played it in over six months. I thought you haven't played it in I, like a year or two, <laughs> maybe. Or, I mean, I'd I don't know how long it's been out for. Briefly, yeah. But yeah, I uh, I was on a nice tear there, and then like, yeah, I gave up middle of DQ three. Well, so do I. At this point, I might as well just hold off and play the remake. But who yeah. knows when it's going to come out? Looks really, looks really, really good though. I mean, I love the the art. I mean, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted from Octopath Traveler. I don't want Octopath Traveler. I want like, yeah, I want this remake of Dragon Quest three and remake of Final Fantasy six, like with this engine. It's like what I wanted. Final Fantasy VI we'll probably never see, but maybe we'll see. I mean, well, Yuji Hori pretty much... Uh, I, I did find it funny that he was kind of just saying shit that he probably wasn't supposed to say. He was kind of letting the cat out of the bag there where he's like, oh, yeah, well, he, he's like, well, it's a remake, so it's going to have a different ending. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and also we're going to make one and two. And they kept, like, ringing the bell saying that he, like, shouldn't say any of that stuff. So, so I thought that was funny. So he yeah. did. He did say that it was a remake, so it's going to be different. So it's going to have a different ending. Is pretty much what he said. Okay. So I think that's what's really happening. So, I mean, not that you should play through the Switch one, but I'm just saying that I think this is actually going to be. I think they're going to try to like streamline it more and make it a little bit easier to play because I love Dragon Quest three, is but I still needed to use a guide for it, and I, I played through the yeah. Game Boy Color version of it. It's the one that I played, but. Um, I feel like they're just going to make it a little easier for, you know, like more modernize it, like uh, quality of life stuff, like that that sort of thing. And it's going to, uh, I saw that uh, John Ricciardi from uh, 8-4 Play said that it's basically going to sell one-to-one. So like every person that lives in Japan is going to buy it. <laughs> so I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> one thing I noticed when uh, the developer was talking about the game. He's like, we hope, you know, when you play this, whether you're an adult who played it the first time, back when it originally released or you're a kid that never played dragon quest three so it's like he's just kind of assuming that the only people that haven't played dragon quest three are kids yeah because pretty <laughs> much every adult in japan at this point yeah it seems like either they played it or they they know about it i mean yeah anyway. it's, it's i mean it's on like like on the when you do polls of like best rpgs of all time in japan it's always in the top five so i mean it's a major major game there he even kind of mentions how they were hung up on it yeah but it, but yeah, at the end there, he kind of lets he just lets out those little bits, extra bits of information. So that's interesting that they're gonna like right, try to like, change the endings and whatever. Well, then he, I don't know. If, I think you kind of all your said it, but yeah, he, he implied they were gonna remake one and two in the same style, but it's not official. But if it does well, then they're going to. Yeah, he, he kind of said like it's not official, but now I feel like we have to because I already said it or something like that. He right. Well, the host was like, you know, uh, over a yeah. hundred thousand oh, people sure, are watching yeah. this, so now you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of hard for me to tell if it was him or the host, like just just because the of host one, was one also person doing being all super of the... fanboy the whole time, like yeah. which kind of makes sense, but definitely like uh, kind of seemed like he was like, I want to ask questions, but they told me I'm not allowed to. <laughs> 
I, I did put in my notes, what about four through six? <laughs> it's right it's right when I saw this. I was like, yeah. we still don't have four through six on anything, dude. Well, on any current console, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? I was hoping to see. I mean, when I first saw it, I was hoping. I, I knew it probably wasn't, but I was hoping it was some sort of version of six. Because, you know, six is the one that I talked about, started playing and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, but yeah, no, I'll totally play through Dragon Quest three again. I mean, it looks great. That's uh, yeah, it's cool. And then after that, uh, Dragon Quest Treasures, which did you recognize that it was Eric from Dragon Quest eleven right when you saw it? Not no, not until they. I was like, he looks familiar, but yeah, uh, it's so chib- chibi fied, like it could have been anybody. And uh, uh, I, I mean, but his hair, the blue hair like that, is the only uh-huh. Dragon Quest character I know that looks like that. But right when I saw it, I was like, oh look, there's Eric. I'm like, well, I was like, is that Eric and his sister? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's Eric and Mia, and they're younger, and they're uh-huh. looking for treasure. It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of Dragon Quest Builders just because of, like, the jumping and floating mm-hmm. with, with the Draki and all that. But, but yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be different. And I don't know. If it's if it comes to consoles, I'll get it. I mean, I'm sure. And and there is kind of a weird – they had, like, a little, like, uh, like, another announcement, like, slid in there also where they were talking about – Dragon Quest monsters and mm-hmm. like how that there was going to be another version of that, but they weren't going to show it. And it was like a certain, it was like an anniversary and all this stuff. And that was kind of like to the side as well. And I'm like, okay, I think that okay. developer had worked on monsters and uh, that's kind of what their segue was because the developer of all the people, he was the one that was like kind of acting the most like formal, I would say. And he was like, I have written down like he used to be skinny, but now he's a beefy boy with a beard because uh, yeah, they, they were have a whole conversation about... <laughs> about him afterwards where he's like, it's weird. Where Yuji Hori's like, yeah, he's been with us since the early days, and it's so crazy to see him. He used to be so skinny. You're like, oh god, dude. Oh, is that what he was? Th- I thought he was talking about the character, the character Eric from the game. I did not know what he was talking about. No, they were talking about the, the presenter who had the like big bushy beard. And the- yeah, he was wearing a, he was wearing a wrestling shirt, the the Bullet uh-huh. Club. That's actually AEW and yeah. uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's I know what that is. I understood that reference. So, so uh, you're getting yeah. the impression that you know he was like this guy that's kind of intimidating looking. But at the same time, he was being more formal than anyone else, which kind of like counterbalanced it. So they wanted to like talk about him a little bit. Yeah, he even said like, "Let's show a picture of him from back then." But they didn't actually show it on the screen. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. That poor guy. Yeah, they were really kind of like <laughs> shaming him for his size. They didn't say he was fat, but they also. He was I, mean, I mean, they also use said deformed a lot about the. Uh, about the like the way the that characters. the way that Dragon Quest Ten offline looked, they kept calling it deformed. Well, which I super was, super deformed yeah. used to be what yeah. people said instead of chibi. I think it might mean the same thing. But I, it was just I I hadn't heard anybody say deformed anymore because that almost yeah it's might been a be really long time. Not really. I don't know. That seems like it seems like a thing that maybe you shouldn't say. Anymore. The translator might have like <laughs> used a, like an outdated term or something. Yeah, because people understand what chibi means. Maybe she thought she had to translate. Yeah, Chibi. Sure. So yeah, there's those, and then uh, we get the, and then we get, of course, the battle. Uh, was a uh, Bob Mackie made a joke about this, where it's like, and now we announce that Dragon Quest Twelve is the sequel to Dragon Quest Eleven. It's like that's yeah. basically all we really see. But this remi- this really was giving me like remember trauma of the Metroid Prime. Yeah, I was gonna say logo. Metroid Prime Four logo trauma. That, that's <laughs> I'm like, I, oh no. Yeah. This game's never going to come out because this logo looks so similar and it's like a burning fire. It was, so they were saying like it was going to have a more mature tone, I guess. I saw a lot of funny jokes on that on Twitter. We're actually all, already people pointing to Yakuza and uh, like and like a dragon and all that, and mostly just mostly just memes of 
of uh being of, like of, there of, is already a dragon quest for adults yeah of like <laughs> mostly just uh, sticking slimes on like other yakuza's or like a or like a dragon and all that stuff me like here it is my Even- favorite was one that was just a picture of a slime and it said dragon quest 12 for adults and it was the slime just just saying fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw another Twitter thing that was like that, where it's, it's like we're gonna have fuck in the cutscenes. It's gonna say fuck when you pause. You're gonna be be able to cut, cuss in the battle and <laughs> like all this. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, and also, it what what did kind of make me be like a little like uh, was when he said that he was gonna change the battle the battle system. And I'm yeah. like, no. I'm like, don't do that. You can't. Like this is this is the series that always kept the battle system the same. I mean, I agree. I remember people getting really pissed off about Dragon Quest Eleven because there was. Because they were planning on changing the battle system, and pretty much the entirety of Japan as a country was like, "No, you have to keep it the same. You can't. You cannot change it. it this is the way it is." Well, you know? maybe so, we'll see it a, a similar backlash. Yeah, right. I mean, because I because that's why you can like move around in the combat in Dragon Quest Eleven because they were trying to make it like more of an action based thing because that's mm-hmm. how Dragon Quest Ten is, I guess. But people got really mad about it, so they didn't do it. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, they said it's like going to be adult themed. Uh, it's called like, what is it called? Like Decision of Fate or something like that. Um, uh, f- Flames of Fate is yeah, what it's called. Fate. Implying the the, fl- the exploding logo. Yeah, I put Dragon Quest Twelve, Flames of Fate, and that's it. <laughs> it's what it's what from my notes because that's kind of just what it is. But oh yeah, and they kept saying, "What is the purpose of life?" I guess is the question that was in that trailer. Yeah. And they didn't. They could. They said they couldn't say what platform that was. They or can't say it. when it'll come yeah. out. But they said that it'll come out worldwide. That's about all yeah. they told us about it. So whatever. But yeah, I mean, the main thing I took away from it was basically Dragon Quest Three Two D HD. Yeah, Dragon Quest Three Octopath Traveler. Yeah, um, that, that's a really cool thing. And you know, I I think Dragon Quest Treasures could be cool. I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool. Whatever. That whole thing with the slime statue Dharma at the end was pretty cool. I didn't really know about that tradition, but I guess. Oh, painting like, the eyeball, yeah. Yeah, you paint the left eye to like wish good luck on an, on a on something in the future, and then once it comes true, you paint in the other eyeball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. And he's and they're like, oh, by the way, you could buy this too. <laughs> oh yeah, but like the a smaller, smaller version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool, like the slime. Yeah, whatever, whatever you call those things, and yeah. And uh, and I was looking at I, I checked the time on the YouTube because I'm like oh well I'm like all right well how much time is left and I'm like oh well there's still like six minutes left there's got to be like mm-hmm. a and one more thing and no it was just like six minutes of the logo after that <laughs> it was just it was just the whatever so yeah and there was like ten minutes of the rating before that yeah also, I think this so. ended up being yeah. like four. 40 something minutes because i looked at when i texted you that i was watching it and i like paused it for a second at one point to like use the restroom or something i think it was like 30 minutes is what is what i what okay because it it was you know you got to skip like always got to skip through it before it starts because i think i think total Mm -hmm. of the actual stuff but yeah it was it was a weird thing uh yeah i mean we all knew dragon quest 12 was coming uh i still appreciate that they did this worldwide thing i just it does kind of like you said twist the knife in that so much of it that half of it is not coming here pretty much. Yeah. Like I have written here that I would have to learn how to read Japanese and then I would have to catch up completely. And then maybe I could play. Oh, drink this stuff. Yeah. Or, or the offline mode. Like, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's an, that's a lot that I'm not going to do. I went, I I went straight to, I mean, I'd like to learn Japanese. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not doing it for one game. 
I went straight to the to John Ricciardi from uh, 8-4 Play because I know he tweets a lot about Dragon Quest, and he had actually tweeted about it before this thing happened. And I know that he's up because it's a different time in Japan. And I was, you know, and I was just I looked at his like feed of it, you know, just to see if there's any sort of extra information on there. But it's pretty much what what I thought. There's some. Oh funny... yeah, he would have picked up on more subtle things. I was going entirely off of the translator, so I may have missed something. Like I didn't know about the different endings on three. Oh yeah. I mean, that was, uh, I caught that from watching the video. Did you? I but it was like something it. like Yuji Hori just kind of, I thought he just says that. Cause he said that you'll be surprised by the ending of it. And then he, and then he said, Oh, I guess. And then they rang the bell and he's like, Oh, I guess I shouldn't have said that. So it was kind of, I thought he was being kind of candid where he's like, ha, you know, here's some, <laughs> here's some stuff that whatever, but yeah, there you go. That's our dragon quest thing. And, uh, all right. Yep, cool. we got it out in time for Friday. All right, cool. And that's that. But thank you so much for joining us, Phil, and thanks for talking to me again about Shin Megami Tensei Three. I'm a, I'm, ex- you know, I, I like this game a lot. I'm, I'm definitely going to play it all the way through once at least. I don't know if I'll go back and do all the endings, but you know, it's, it is very cool to me, and I enjoy it a lot. And it's for anybody who's you know, is a big fan of Persona and hopes there's like a Persona type thing on the Switch. There is. There's this and there's uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions as well, which are both like in that in that realm. And and, this, and Strikers. Uh, and Strikers too, I guess. But I think these games are more Persona than Strikers. <laughs> and Strikers more like Musou. But, but I mean, definitely while I was playing Shin Megami Tensei, I still like feel, it does definitely has that Persona feel to it. Even like there was this cut scene where like your your class friend, she's like, talking about like the worthlessness of life but it shows like but they have like um they, they show desks and stuff and it's in a class and like all these people like melt into the ground it kind of reminds me of like persona style stuff so it's the same you know it's the same company and i really i want i, I know it's i think it might be an exclusivity thing but i want so badly for atlas to release like persona three and four on switch like i would buy the shit out of both of those especially three i never played three and i remember watching videos of it and how fucking weird it is now you like shoot yourself to use your persona and all that like that's awesome but, yeah. but i'm just uh <laughs> i'm rambling i mean when i played when i played persona 4 on, on playstation 2 it was one of those things in about two seconds i was like this game is amazing this game is fantastic like i don't even have to play it like i already know that it's amazing like once i saw the way the demons looked and like the inside the brain like uh whatever the i don't know the shit that was in there i was like it blew me away but but yeah, thank you so much for talking with us about Shin Megami Tensei, and uh, and thanks for the pointers, of course, as well with that. And everybody who's listening to this, check out Super GG Radio. I will put links on the description and all that stuff, and I'll tag you guys on the Twitter as well when this posts. So, awesome. you know, and you know, check out the check out the YouTube, and you guys are doing all sorts of cool shit over there. Mm-hmm. And let me know if uh, if you ever want me on. I'm I'm available. So I'll talk to the team. We'll get you on there. Okay. Cool. And uh, as far as us, you can find us at Nintendo Main. Uh, oh wait, do you want to? Are you guys? Do you guys have a SuperGGRadio.com or what, what's your? What's we your do. Website? Yeah, we do have a SuperGGRadio.com now. Okay, I was gonna say I forgot to say to ask your exact place where people could find you on the internet because I figured I would just put it in the description. But is there any? Yeah. Let let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. Uh, it's uh, superggradio.com. Uh, you can find the whole team uh, on our uh, on our website, uh, reviews in our podcast, and then you can also find me uh, um, on uh, 
you know, I was going to say Twitch. Uh, you find me on uh, Instagram, and then um, you know, look up. Uh, uh, Wow, I don't even remember my Instagram. <laughs> it's been a while since I've looked at it. But uh, yeah, uh, superggradio.com, really, and that's where you'll find all of our works and all of our gear and stuff. So Cool. Yeah, no, I'll put it in the description. Also, if you want to find our stuff, uh, nintendomainpodcast.com. Uh, I, I stream at twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast uh, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Saturday nights. Uh, this Saturday, I'm going to play Megami Tensei 1 on Famicom through the Super Famicom re-release translated that i have so check that out and i've mostly been playing shin megami tensei 3 and i'll probably play some subnautica again at some point so check that out also youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast we have over 300 followers now subscribers whatever on there so that's pretty cool also uh yeah also if you like us and you want to support us like like buying us a virtual cup of tea or whatever go to uh patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and for a dollar you can hear all of our bonus episodes and all that stuff and you can hear us talk about all those bad video game movies that i watched that i mentioned at the beginning of the episode and all that shit and it and uh jeremy and i are on twitter at i am at nintendo underscore domain and jeremy's at jmax stack and also i have another show another podcast called how is it now where you can listen to that where my wife and i we talk about old movies and how they are now check that out but this has been episode 272 and we are your hosts i'm trey johnson i'm jerry mikowski i'm there and special guest phil from super gg radio and thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next week see you thanks a lot guys Meeting is being recorded. Shut up, <laughs> hey, shut, up. shut up, lady. Shut up. We get it. Put away your your uh, naughty bits.